Welcome to Power Play. I'm Omar Najam, but in Port Ruby, I'm Vion Vigor. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, oh, and welcome to Operation Nazi Puncher. Uh, I'm Rick Budd, your Game Master, and uh, oh my god, we got so many announcements to make tonight, so I'm going to go through these fast. But first, let us meet all of these lovely and talented people that you see before you. Um, uh, so in no particular order, uh, our uh, our friend B Zelda. Hello, B. And uh, Omar Najam. Caitlin Bruder, Sam Delev, and our very special guest, uh, who I could not possibly be more excited to have, Mr. Darren DePaul. Oh, thank you. Hi, Internet. Gosh, all heck, it's good to be here. Internet, this is Darren. Darren, this is Internet. Um, yeah, oh my God, I've won... I've wanted to play with Darren forever. Um, he, he's just, you know, one of the greatest guys. And uh, if if the sound of his voice makes you feel pressured to run out and take pictures of Spider-Man, just know that is entirely natural. Um, it's not of just you. Of course it is. I'm glad you agree, Rick. I like you. You're my bud, Rick. That's a play on your name. That's a J. Jonah Jameson play on your name for you, Rick Bud. Uh, I don't want Jameson angry at me, so I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not angry at you, Rick. This is just the way I talk. You are not a threat. You are not a menace. You are not Spider-Man. Next caller. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So great to have you here. It's going to be a long night, kids. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just getting started. Um, so there were rails. We are off the rails already. <laughs> if you can imagine rails, they go that way. We're over there. Yeah, we're only two minutes in and the rails are broken now. Um, that was our plan. So special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everyone at Q Times. We could not do what we do if they did not do what they do. And they are great at what they do. And I don't think y'all know the half of it. Uh, so thank y'all. And um, uh, our buddy Hector Lowe, who... Um, uh, updated the Operation Nachi Puncher logo for us. Uh, Kara O'Neill and everybody at Dark Horse who put up some prizes for us to give away tonight. Um, and uh, of course, Amy Dallin, uh, who uh, puts up with me. So um, <laughs> your subs and your bits go to help support Q Times and Q Times uh, existing lets us do stuff like this. Uh, and uh, your donations to the chip jar tonight uh, actually will go to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And I'm going to get back to that in a second. Uh, but as usual, we have a bunch of rewards to help grease those wheels for you. And uh, we have more than usual tonight. So I created a lot of rewards because the last time we did one of these, y'all tripled the goal on us and I was left without rewards and I felt really bad about it. So if we don't unlock all these rewards, you don't feel bad about it or anything. Every, every dime counts and, you know, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center can use everything. So we feel great about whatever happens here tonight. And uh, that being said, here are the rewards. Um, if we get to $100, the team gets a point of community determination. Determination goes at a premium in this game. Everyone's got, I think, three or so points to start, uh, and they usually go fast. Um, if we get to $200 tonight, the mysterious benefactor. Uh, 
Now, as you know, in Port Ruby, our normal team has a mysterious benefactor who sends them gifts uh, once a game. That mysterious benefactor also exists in World War II for this game. And tonight, if we get to $200, the mysterious benefactor will provide the team with one-time access to a top-secret Jewish space laser that the team can use for any purpose it wants. Yes, it is not just for starting forest fires anymore. Um, you can point it at Nazis and kill them. <laughs> So that's 200. If we get to $300, uh, we have our usual after credits lore drop, which is a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe that I'll read you on the way out. Uh, if we get to $400, um, a certain member of the cast, I won't say who, you'll have to guess for yourself, I promise it won't be me and it'll be worth it, will work a Shakespearean soliloquy somewhere into the action. Um, not going to say who, could be anybody, just, you know, who, who here might you want to hear read Shakespeare? I don't know. Could be anybody. Um, and if we get to $500 tonight, that's twice what we normally raise. If we can miraculously get there, we got a celebrity cameo right here in this window. Amy Dallin will make a brief, but important appearance as an NPC. Uh, thank you, Amy. And, uh, if we get to 750, now they start jumping a little bit more, um, uh, that will open up a raffle that anyone can enter and the winner uh, gets a Twitter icon, an avatar designed by our own uh, Caitlin Bruder uh, in her cool line style. These things are great. Like pretty much like everyone I know has one. So it's like, you want one too. <laughs> it'll be in the style of the one that I currently have. Just if you're interested, <laughs> that's, that's what it'll look like. <laughs> Go, go check Kate, Caitlin's. It, it, it's adorable. It's it's great. Um, and uh, if we get, if we can somehow miraculously, if we get all the way to a thousand dollars tonight, um, Vampire Hunters of Port Ruby, a power play spinoff starring Gina DeVivo as Dalen Prawley, Vampire Hunter. Uh, you can probably tell from the title uh, what Dalen, Dalen has been up to, um, and uh, that will be played sometime after season two if we get to Vampire Hunters of Port Ruby. <laughs> if we get to $1,500 by some miracle tonight, and uh, the last time I did one of these games, y'all took us to twice that amount, um, Sam DeLev will punch Hitler. Yeah. Simon, Sam's character, is going to get the chance to pull a Captain America and punch the Fuhrer right in his face. Uh, so if, if you ever wanted to see Sam punch Hitler, we got to get there. And uh, if, if, you know, pie in the sky here, if we get to $2,000, uh, and, and, and I stopped making tears after this because, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, power play origins. Uh, all four of our regular characters, Ulez, Vion, Benny, and Kadrax, will each get an hour-long one-on-one origin story episode to be played after season two. Uh, find out who they are, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll dig into some of those mysteries that we have not answered yet on the show. And uh, let's see, and I am seeing if we get above our goals, um, we might have some more cool stuff after that. Uh, but for now, if you want to see uh, those tiers, uh, you can unlock them. Uh, you can see them in chat with the command unlocks. And that's not it, because uh, thanks to our friends at Dark Horse, Kara O'Neill, and everybody over there, 
we have this awesome Hell- Hellboy prize pack to give away. And uh, that's going to start right now. Hellboy is, of course, one of the great Nazi punchers of all time. It definitely helps to have that big stone fist thing. Um, and the prize pack includes uh, Hellboy Omnibus Volume 1. Uh, which uh, that the omnibuses of Hellboy, uh, uh, Omnibuy, Omnib- they uh, they rearrange the story in chronological chronological order. So Volume One actually covers World War Two, funny enough. And uh, also in there is the BPRD 1946 to 1948. Hellboy is an agent of the BPRD. The BPRD also very big on the Nazi punching, especially during 1946 to 1948. Um, both of those by Mike Mignola and others. Uh, the BPRD's got art in it from Fabio Moon and Gabriel Gabriel Ba and all these great people. Um, it's, it, these are really great books. And uh, and then uh, also a cool little piece of merch, um, uh, the Hellboy playing cards. Uh, also, all done by Mike Mignola himself, um, and uh, you, you don't know Hellboy until you know Mike Mignola's version. So you can get into that one right now with Command Hellboy. So thank you, Kara. Thank you, everyone at Dark Horse. Command Hellboy uh, to get into that drawing. Uh, it will be run through the whole episode, and then all the way at the end, I will let you know who won that. And uh, okay, those are those. Uh, the game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson, who you can find on Twitter at S. Kenson. Uh, I, uh, and the book edition is published by Green Ronin. They were sold out last time I checked, maybe because of the show. And uh, you can still get it as a PDF, though. And those are all the real announcements. But first, I got to take a second to have a little bit of a serious moment here. Um, I grew up as an Indiana Jones kid. And nothing really makes me happier than watching some awesome hero punch his way through, you know, a gaggle of Nazis. And uh, the events of the last few years have had me thinking a lot about whether or not sometimes our portrayal of Nazis in fiction hasn't had some negative real life consequences. Um, I, I think about sometimes whether or not regular folk don't identify some of the worst among us as Nazis because they're not trying to build a moon base out of werewolves or something like that. And I am not actually smart enough to figure out how that all works, but I really believe in the power of storytelling in fiction as long as it is supplemented and leads to real action. Uh, Because in real life, Nazis are not looking for the lost Ark or the crystal skull. Uh, They are violent agents of hate who are at our jobs and in our schools, in our homes. And uh, the heroes who fight them are not Captain America or Rory Williams. It's uh, people like the folks at the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, They are the real ones on the front lines. And um, we cannot do what they do, but we can do what we do uh, for their benefit. And uh, I urge you to go to their website, uh, uh, splcenter.org, to learn more about their mission. And uh, now it is time for our mission. So, Jake, opening credits, please. We apparently unlocked the first $500 worth of tears. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, everybody. 
Um, that, I, wow. Uh, so y'all got the point of community determination now. You will start off with access to the top secret Jewish space laser. Um, <laughs> the after credit lore drops are open. Um, some player can now work a Shakespearean soliloquy anywhere they would like, starting right from the beginning. And uh, the celebrity, celebrity cameo is assured. Uh, the next tier is $750. If we get that, it opens up the raffle for uh, the Caitlin Avatar uh, contest um, uh, drawing. Uh, and yeah, oh my God, thank you so much, everybody. Wow, um, y'all work fast. Uh, so, previously on Power Play, we got a brief glimpse of a group of SS officers in 1945 Berlin meeting with one of their commanders who uh, we cast as Tim Roth, always a great bad guy. Uh, he discussed how the war was almost over and uh, Hitler and indeed the whole Nazi way of life might be at an end. And then he said it was time to use their ultimate weapon. Uh, but his subordinates who were very confused said that they had not heard of any such weapon, at which point the commander sort of smirked at them and said it didn't matter that they knew because the allied powers knew and they would be coming for it. And holy God, uh, we're at $1,153 already? Um, Okay, I think for that, Rick, we have to show that scene. <laughs> <laughs> is, everything is falling apart. What do we do? We don't know. Hitler is gone. How will we ever survive? I believe it is time. Yes, Commander Roth. What time is it? Our ultimate weapon. Oh, you don't mean the ultimate weapon. No, not quite that ultimate. Uh, okay, because I was a little worried about that one. No, no you're going to use that. There's going to be a problem. There might not be a Germany for us to come home to. No, no we don't want to unveil that ultimate weapon. Uh, no. You know, it's a, maybe maybe if uh, something uh, totally unforeseen and unpredictable happens, if the Führer kills himself or something, but that would never happen. So yes. uh, I, I think we are fine. We are fine. Good. We um, are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when to stop laughing because I'm just happy about this. I, I probably would just let you go now for like the rest of the. Oh my god! And now we're at sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, I I I love you all so much. Thank Very you. I, I cannot. Um, so that's the Caitlin Avatar raffle. Jake, what's the command <laughs> getting the Caitlin Avatar raffle? I'll have one coming up very soon and we'll go with it. Uh, just give me one minute. I'm trying to keep up with chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Thank Yeah. Uh, we will get back to you in a second. Um, and uh, vampire hunters of Port Ruby with Gina DeVivo. Uh, Gina, if you're watching, you, you, we'll, we'll talk dates. Um, and uh, Sam DeLev, you're going to get to punch Hitler. Uh, so that just leaves, uh, oh my God, that just leaves the $2,000 power play origins tier. Uh, and I, I'm, uh, you know, remember this, what we said earlier about rails, <sighs> we went off, we're back. We're so happy. Oh my God. Forget the rails. The train has now gone off a cliff and exploded <laughs> and the cliff collapsed. It's and like, they really hate the train. <sighs> There were Nazis in the train, and they're like, oh, no, we're falling off a cliff. Honestly, I don't even know if I want to do the game. I think I just want to hear, yes, like, Aaron do a question of dying Nazis for the next, <laughs> the next three hours, uh, four hours. Is the same? 
They gave uh, money. It's, it's very kind, so we're going to have some fun tonight. Oh my God, I love you people. This cause is so good and so important, and it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, this, this country's got a white supremacist problem, and, and thank you all for doing your part to, to fight back there. Um, and with that... Uh, I'm going to try and keep my eye on, on this stuff out of the other corner of my eye. Uh, well, there's a lot of eyes in that sentence, but um, I'm just, my head is kind of swimming already. Uh, so let's just start on January 1st, 1945, in a small little town called Villemel, France. Uh, Simon Fripjecki, uh, can you do me a favor? Describe yourself physically. Sure. I'm. Little, little bit of a scrawny sort of guy. I uh, have hair that is uh, slicked back like uh, the madman with a bit too much uh, pomade. I, I like to think there's a little bit of something to my face, but that is for other people to decide, not, not to me. Overall, unassuming. Uh, I do have a bit of the freckles, though. Too much sun. Too much sun. Villemel, France is a small town about as far east of Paris as you can get without crossing the German border. And while the Allied forces have taken Paris at this point, this region is still under German control. And Simon, you are tied to a chair in a small stone jail cell. The door is solid steel. You can't see through it. And so you don't know exactly what is outside. You've been here for about 24 hours and nobody has come to talk to you or feed you or do anything like that yet until now. And the door opens and uh, an SS officer that you know as Captain Achleitner enters. Uh, and holy God, 2000, we're over 2000? Uh, wow, 18 minutes. You did it in 18 minutes. I, what are I, we supposed I, to feel? I did I so it in many a Jewish number. Ah! <laughs> uh, Good wow. night, everybody. This was a blast. Well, <laughs> be the same as we say in a French town that's occupied by Germans. I, I, I am miffed. I can't. I, I honestly, I thought I made way too many tears. Um, Jake, <laughs> Jake says we might be able to get some roll twenty codes out there for y'all. Uh, we're gonna look into that, and we will get back to you on that. Um, I, I am. I can. I cannot. I got no words. Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Uh, uh, I do not often find myself at a loss for words. I am a writer, but right now I, I can barely string two of them together. So they literally speed run our charity event. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I just, I can't believe it. Um, thank you. I love you all so much. Um, so yeah, Captain Ockleitner Ach yeah, in perfect. my terrible broken German accent says, good evening, Simon. Ah, bonjour, ça va? How are you doing? You look stressed. Oh, no, I have excellent news for you. Your suffering is almost at an end. Your death sentence has been set by the high command to be carried out tomorrow evening. Are mm. you excited? You know, it just doesn't feel like very convenient timing for me. I'll have to look at my calendar. We might have to reschedule. Will that be a problem? You can see immediately, he's, he's a little perturbed by the fact that you do not seem afraid of him or bothered by this news. <sighs> well, if I was you, 
I would start preparing my last words right now. And he turns on his heels, kind of clicks them and walks out on you, slamming the iron door as we swoop over to London, England, England, London, England. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now talking in Looney Tunes accents. Um, London, England. Kipper Sweetletrot. Uh, can you describe yourself physically? Where do they find me? Uh, you are selling sausages on a street corner in London. Uh, what you're seeing right now is very uh, tall individual in a very long trench coat and a big hat. Very, very tall. Certainly not uh, surprisingly so. And uh, while you are uh, while you are hawking your sausages, uh, two policemen come up behind you. Aye, what are you doing there, boy? What, what do you mean, boy? I'm a grown man, uh, very tall for my age. Would you care for a sausage, you vicious policeman? They kind of look at each other. Oh, you're a grown man, are you? Yes. And one of them kind of reaches out and kind of like hits you on the shoulder. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, I've fallen onto the ground and revealed that I am nothing but a small child. Yeah, and when he falls on the ground from underneath his coat, uh, this like giant goose kind of like flaps its wings and like, you know, just runs down the sidewalk, which apparently he was standing on beneath that coat. Yes, that's the goose as big as me. <laughs> and and the cop the cop goes, You uh you got a license to stand on a goose. Yes, I do, and I will show it now. I certainly wouldn't dash away, for I am the Dickensian Dasher, Kipper Sweet or Trot, the boy with no name. Zoom! And yeah, with a super speed blast, you just take off out of there. And uh, we'll, we'll say that you uh, you shoot down to uh, an alley outside of a building that you, let's say, this is where you live and you sleep. But before you get inside, you notice that there is a limousine waiting out front for you. And the window rolls down and you find yourself looking at the face of Winston Churchill. Kipper Sweet or Trot, the Dickensian Dasher, the boy with no name, reporting for duty, Winston Churchill. For king and country, I am ready to fight the baddies. And, and, and he takes a big drag on his fat cigar he's smoking and kind of looks at you and says, We need your help again, Kipper. The Americans, they're putting together a mission and they asked for my assistance. And I immediately thought of our, uh, Dickensian Dasher. That's my name! Y yes I... I know that. Um, the details of the mission are classified, but I assure you it is of the utmost importance, and your king and your country would be extremely grateful for your, uh, let's say, spirited intervention? I would be happy to help, for you have made me have all of these powers that are beyond the ken of a normal urchin. Also, would you like to buy a sausage? Um, and he kind of like looks around. Yeah, I'll take four. And uh, as you start uh, putting the sausages together for uh, Mr. Churchill, we are going to zip all the way halfway across the world to California, um, a place called Montgomery Hill. Uh, glider. Can you describe yourself for me? 
Sure, I am a, a barrel-chested gentleman um, of, I would say, probably average height. <laughs> I mean, I don't judge people based off of height, so I'll just say uh, I'm as tall as I am. <laughs> and I'm standing at the top of a hill. My uh, sort of slightly unkempt, wispy hair is blowing in the slight breeze as I'm looking out across to the opening of the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, you you are kind of doing your thing, checking wind patterns, and uh, you 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 kind of got aviator garb, right? So kind of, I've got a pilot's jacket on and a scarf that always uh, keeps me warm and also tells me what direction the wind is blowing in. And while you're doing that, uh, two uniformed U.S. Army uh, officers come up behind you. Um, one of them with a name tag reads Wallace. Uh, <clears throat> Hello, gentlemen. Can I help you? Are you, uh, Glider Montgomery? <laughs> At your service. And he kind of looks you up and down. Well, what's with the getup? You, uh, you some kind of aviator? I don't see some a plane. Kind of aviator? Pardon? I don't see a plane. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't dress this way to go into an airplane, friend. You dress this way when the wind is blowing. <laughs> the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. So you... You're not a pilot. Oh, well, I mean, I can fly a plane, but really what a plane does is it courses through the sky. So if, if anything, I would say that I'm uh, dressed to be an observer. <laughs> well, trust me, I know a lot about planes. I'm a huge fan of the Wright brothers. You know, they invented planes. Well, that's actually not true, but... What do you mean it's not true? Well, the thing is, John Montgomery actually invented the term aeroplane and also invented the first non-assisted glider that worked. The Wright brothers took that credit after he passed away during a flight, unfortunately. And so the birth of flight in the, in the United States of America is right here in Evergreen, California, and not on the other coast. The two officers look at each other and kind of shrug, and one of them rolls his eyebrows. Oh my God, we're over $2,500? Uh, Is that what they say? <laughs> After they shrug when they're talking to Glider? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we're, we're going to figure out a way to do some Roll20 stuff for you, and, 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 and we'll announce that, uh, I think, after the break, um, because I, I, just, I did not expect this to come up, much less come up uh, 27 minutes into the game. <laughs> Um, Rick, out of idle curiosity, uh, how long have you been GMing charity streams? So a couple of years, years now. Yeah, I mean, been almost three now. I would say. I will be honest with you. I'm I'm always surprised when anyone shows up for these things, much less actually donates money. You know, and it's like each time it is like I, mean, I tell you, it's like I spent the last two days walking around with like my heart beating, like just like adrenaline nonstop because I was like, oh no, it's all gonna be terrible. Uh, and, and and it's like, I, I mean, y'all have never let us down once, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm an idiot who just never learns. Um, so yeah, if you think Rick's an idiot, just let us know in the chat. And um, uh, everybody say nice things about Rick Nalco. No, don't do not listen to them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so th those two government army guys look at each other and they kind of roll their eyes and listen. The government is putting together a mission, uh, one that could stop the war dead in its tracks. And I've been authorized by the president to offer you whatever you want for whatever reason to secure your involvement. Do you mind if I ask the uh, specifics of what I would be doing in this mission? I'll be honest with you. I can't tell you the mission objectives because I don't know them. That's way above my pay grade. But I can take you to the man who can tell you. 
Hmm. Well, let me put it this way. You said this involves the war? Oh, yeah. Would it involve, by any chance, punching Nazis? And they look at each other. Seems likely. (laughs) Yeah, I hate those guys. What I would like is a nice cup of coffee. And gentlemen, I am at your service. I think that can be arranged. And while they're arranging your coffee, um, we are going to zip slightly east to Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Leopold August, can you describe yourself physically? Definitely not short. Definitely not short. I'm definitely not the height of Kipper. Um, And if you mention it, hands will be thrown. Uh, She is of average height. Her hair makes her a little bit taller. It's uh, all piled on top like a pineapple bun. She wears an elegant trench coat underneath. She has an emerald green dress with like beautiful bedazzled heeled shoes that never quite touch the ground. The, The robe and her dress are a little bit longer than her actual feet, but nobody can tell that she's just hovering just slightly off the ground at all times. Ooh, I love that. Um, yeah, and you are in a bar, a particularly rough one at that, and you have spent the entire night uh, betting on arm wrestling competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sitting there, go over the top, over the top, and uh, that kind of you waste of skin. Yeah, and everybody's cheering, and uh, you you've got your money right now. Your whole wad is riding on some big giant bodybuilder type with his long beard. And uh, while you are watching and cheering for him, uh, someone comes up behind you and uh, Leopold August. What? What do I owe you? Um, Who are you? And you turn to see two men in suits, and one of them says, "I don't have any money. I I don't have anything." We are not here for your money. Um, oh, okay, then what are you here for? We're with the OSS, and we've been sent to request your assistance uh, on a top-secret mission that, well, I don't really know many of the details, but I do believe will take you into Nazi territory in Germany. Uh, One second, hold on. Arnold, use your damn wrist! Um, okay, uh... You see that guy? (laughs) And, uh... What, what are you going to pay me for this? The satisfaction of serving your country. Oh, come on. What else? I tell you what, B, make, um, make a, a, a roll on um, your willpower. <laughs> oh. Well, I got a one, so you're going to get this. Okay. <laughs> uh, eight. Okay. Um... I guess we can cover your tab and uh, your losses on this bet. Loss? What are you? Damn it, Arnold. What did I? Okay, deal. Yeah, and you turn and you see Arnold's just like fuming as it seems that he has lost when you turned your back. And uh, he says, great. Um, we've got a car outside. And, and as, as he's pointing, Arnold kind of fumes past you. And as he goes by, he pushes you. He's like, out of the way, shorty. You? Did not. Can I flip a table, please? Oh, yeah. I won't even make a roll for that. Okay. <laughs> Drinks and whatever people were eating, chips and food go flying. I don't know who you're talking to, Arnold, but you are the worst arm wrestler ever. And, and Arnold turns and he, he, he makes an angry face, but then the OSS guys like flash their badges and Arnold is sort of is like, uh, 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 and then he just like turns and runs into the men's room. Yeah, that's right, Arnold. You run. 
That's perfect. On that, we are going to go a little further east to our typical stomping grounds, Port Ruby. Maggie Doyle, please describe yourself for the good people. Yeah, so Maggie is probably about average height. She's very lithe, pretty thin. Um, She kind of has like pretty bad posture in general, Um, but she has short, uh, like bright red hair that kind of maybe would only be to her chin. She keeps it behind her ears, tucked back. She wears a hat um, and she's very freckly, bright green eyes. Perfect. Um, Maggie, you have been active as a very low-key vigilante in Port Ruby for a little while now. Uh, And while the criminal underworld has started to whisper about you, the media and the general public have not taken notice. And right now, uh, you are in a parking lot up in Rifton, finishing off two gangsters uh, who you caught collecting protection money from local businesses. And uh, they are both armed with Tommy guns. And uh, those Tommy guns are kind of down now, and one of them looks over at you and says, Hey, so you're that vigilante. I suppose. You suppose. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. I'm the guy who's going to be the boss of this neighborhood soon. And I tell you, I don't believe in no magic metal ladies. And he picks up his Tommy gun and you see his fingers start to squeeze on the trigger. Maggie just holds her hand straight out. That, that's not, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and, and, and the, hey, what the, and his trigger's not moving. It's jammed. And he kind of wicks it back and he, tries to throw it at you. She's going to uh, make it so that she can catch it. Fully. No matter what that arc was going to be, she's going to catch it. <laughs> yeah, that that gun just zips right to your hand, you know, Magneto style. You pull that metal right to you. And uh, the, the, the gangsters, uh, hey, that, 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 that's not natural. You do some kind of a freak or something. That's not very nice. And she's going to pull the other gun. <laughs> <laughs> and the other gun just goes zipping right towards you. And uh, the two gangsters, they, they turn and just run as fast as they oh. can. It's not fun when they run. Um, and I'm going to try to find, like, see if there's, like, where did you say we're in, like, a, where were we at? Parking lot. Oh, can I, can I just, like, pull a car out in front of them so they both just ream themselves directly into the side of a vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I don't even make a roll for that. Uh, you, you just kind of, and they just boom, tr- fall right into the side of the car. It knocks them right over and they go flat out unconscious. And, uh, and then from behind you, you hear some footsteps and you hear a voice, Maggie Doyle. And I'll turn around and say, uh, who's asking. Is that you under that mask? And, uh, we're with the government, and he pulls out an OSS badge. I don't like that. And she's gonna get. She's gonna try to like take it to look at it really closely. Let her take it. Don't worry, <laughs> you're not in any trouble. In fact, we're the ones who are in trouble. We need your help. Government is putting together a mission, and uh, we would love the chance to tell you all about it. What's the catch? No catch. Well, that sounds fishy. It'll probably be dangerous, but uh, again, I'm not the guy with the details. You want to come? 
she kind of like does like a drawn out like for like longer than necessary she's already made up her mind but she's gonna like hold it for a second she goes yeah okay when do we start we leave right now and bum 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 we are on a military base somewhere in England, and Kipper, Leopold, Glider, and Maggie, the four of you, find yourself in a briefing room together where you have all been escorted by the people who brought you here. And for the first time, you meet. My feet are on the desk for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, friends. Uh, Hi. Who said we were friends? Oh, <laughs> apologies. My name is Glider Montgomery. How about the rest of you? Maggie Doyle, nice to meet you. And she's going to hold her hand on. <laughs> At your service, Glider shakes. Are we friends or are we not friends? Now I'm frightened, for I am but a small child. Kipper Sweet or Trot by name, the Dickensian Dasher, the boy with no name. So we all agree that kid is definitely a spy, right? I think he's cool. What? How's it going? Hello. Well, uh, I'm here on behalf of King George and uh, Winston Churchill. And are you here from the OSS, the Official Song Society? Or that is what I believe it stands for. I can't sing. Oh. I also can't sing, but that would be cool if we were. I'm uh, from the United States over on the East Coast. Perhaps it's the official Shakespeare Society. Ooh. That's like what Shakespeare? we do in England. Oh, I do. I do. When I was but a lad a year ago, for I am still a lad. You are still a lad. Thank you for noticing. Many people don't, for I am very small and have a very large hat. They would read to me the stories of William Shakespeare, and there was one that meant a lot. When 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 the king who who's bad he like his wife has been killed but, uh, 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 and then somebody comes over and says hey 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 your wife died and he goes oh tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day till the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have but Lighted falls the way to dusty death. Out. Out, brief candle. Life is but a walking shadow. A poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard from no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. That, that, that's from a Shakespeare thing that, that I, I was told. And then, then when we were done, I said, please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> For I am the Dickensian Dasher. Keep a sweet or trot. Boy with no name. That alone was worth $2,600. <laughs> uh, I love uh, you, Darren Paul. <laughs> You're so cool. That? I don't know who that person is. Wait, my mind is frightened for I am but a small child. Are we all taking this child seriously? Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. I am a serious actor. Not a bunch I'm, of words that didn't make any sense. It's English. I would like to look at. We're on a, a British military base. Is that right? And 
Yeah. Uh, I would like to look at uh, any of the British military uh, officials or officers that are there. And I would like to say, uh, hey, do you happen to have some candy for that kid? Um, and and there, there's just sort of a like an MP guarding the door. And he sort of looks at you and he's like, no. MP, does that stand for Mr. Polite? I'll take some candy, please. Don't give the kid candy. Don't do it. I think he performed really well. That was really good. I think that deserves candy. You don't no. have any candy on this base anywhere? No. Oh, now we War- just got his hopes up. Wartime rationing. Oh, okay. okay. Having my hopes dashed is something that I am used to, for I am an urchin and have never had happiness except for this large goose that was as big as me. And now he is gone. And I am alone, except for you and my burning desire to beat up baddies of the Nazi persuasion. Finally, you're saying something right. (laughs) Thank you. You're very nice. I love this kid. I think this kid needs, I think this kid deserves something. Is there any paper around, Rick? Yeah, sure. I would like to fold up a little paper goose. What? Um, Make a coordination roll to test your origami skills. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Is there anything I can add to that? Nope. Um, <laughs> okay. Eight. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just reading another message. Uh, eight. Yeah. Okay. You make an actual. Um, you make an, an actual pretty good goose uh, because I only rolled two. So yeah. Um, you're you're. Hey, I'm. You know, friend. I. Uh, uh, the child with no name. I- I'm so sorry about your missing goose. So how about you take this one? You can put it in your pocket and that, that goose, it's not going anywhere. Thank you. Oh, joy. Oh, happiness. I shall call it Leopold, my favorite name in the whole wide world. If only I had a name, for I am merely the Dickensian Dasher Kipper Sweetheart of the boy with no name, I would call it Leopold. Go hey, into my pocket, Leopold. How about a silver pence for that goose there? <laughs> wow, riches are coming from the heavens as if they are Nazis ready to be punched. What, are, you, are you buying my goose from me? Yes, I'm going to buy it and then I'm going to rip it up in front of you. Okay, that is what happens in London to small children. We have many of our hopes and dreams ripped up, sometimes by Nazis. Here you have, this goose is for you. All right, this, this coin is for you. It's don't do... Thank you, and I'm gonna rip up the goose. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, Leopold, my only friend in the world. Now you have disappeared, like every dream I've ever had in my ten years of life. Oh, uh, wonderful! So uh, our pals at Dark Horse, seeing how everything you know has taken off so quickly, uh, are going to throw in some more prizes for us. Uh, after. <laughs> I, I will announce that second one after the break. Uh, thank you, Kara. Thank you, everybody. And we'll, we'll roll out the, the Roll20 stuff and the Dark Horse stuff uh, after we get to the break. Um, God, thank you so much, everybody. I just I can't believe this. And yeah, right on that, there's like a little knock on the door and the MP kind of moves to the side and the door opens. And uh, a man in a suit walks in. Uh, if I was casting him, I would say he's a young Michael Douglas. And uh, he stands before you looks you over, and then he says, Hi, my name is Classified, but you can call me David. I work... Why didn't you just start with that? You could have just told us your name was David. We would have never known the difference. Now I want to know what your real name is. Well, I'm not telling you. 
Like, no, I'm just saying, just start with David next time. Makes it easier for everybody. Well, I didn't want you to think it was my real name. Would, would you just... I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm good. I work for a government agency that you have not heard of. So you don't have a name like someone I'm familiar with, and you work for an agency without a name. This is starting very well, David. Well, I'm going to explain, everybody. Please, just just, just give me a moment here. I mean, if you want to kick the kid out, I, I can help you. Nobody's yes. kicking anybody out. Oh, no. I was looking for a good kick. That's what urchins like me. <laughs> and he takes a deep breath, and then he says... I work for an agency that provides for America's extra normal defense, and our operatives are known as agents of end. And as of this moment, the four of you are being given the chance to become agents of end. It's a long, proud tradition, and the world badly needs your help. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Every phase of this mission is incredibly dangerous, and not all of you might come back, but I assure you the threat we, we will be addressing is far more dangerous to far more people than what you'll be facing. So I need to know now, even on this sparsity of details, are you in and can I count on you? You mean I like use us as an abacus? How much money you got in your pocket? Uh, why? I'll say yes if you give me what you got in your wallet. <laughs> kind of like pats his pants down and he pulls it away and he's got, well, I have uh, two English pounds and, uh, oof, what is this one? I'm not good with these English coins. Here, you can have it. Deal. Thanks. I mean, that's a good point. Is this like a paid job is this like an internship like what's it because like if i'm gonna be doing stuff i'll probably want to like you know quit my secretary job and so like i need another source of income is that like is this like a give and take situation no this is a chance to serve your country and maybe save the world yeah okay i made two pounds off it it seems all right <laughs> I would be happy to join if only someone would kick me. For as an urchin, I get paid in kicks. Oh my God, Kipper! I'm gonna slam like one of the one of the two pounds down. This is yours if you never talk about kicking again. Very well. I will never speak about again. Yeah, the MP kind of like takes a step towards you, and David's like. Uh... <laughs> So we now, are going to face uh, some dangerous high-flying adventures, is that correct? Yeah. I can't quite give you the details just yet, but I can promise you, you will not be harming anybody but Nazis, and you are welcome to harm as many of them as you would like. You should have led with that once again. I'm in. That's, yeah, fully. Mm-hmm. Down. Good. This mission is going to require intricate teamwork, and I cannot send you until I am satisfied that you will be able to work at a as a team at the level required. So, I'm going to be taking you on a little practice mission first, to France. And on that, we get one of those like Indiana Jones maps that shows your travel. You are taken uh, by boat from England to the coast of Belgium, which was liberated just a few months earlier. And from that point, you are loaded onto the back of a truck and driven to the border of France by Allied soldiers. 
And uh, I don't know. Anything you want to talk about while you're in transit or in travel? Anything you, you good? So, uh, what a, uh, how did you all end up here? I was approached and asked very nicely. I came on the orders of Winston Churchill and King George. For I am a loyal subject of, of, of the crown in England. Of the crayon? You have crayons yes. in England that you serve? Oh, yes. Yeah, they're, they're brightly colored. And we serve them to people and say, would you care for a crayon? All and the more reason, will... I don't think uh, like London, England is real. <laughs> there are many days when I don't think it is real as well, especially when people use their leg to do something that I will not discuss. For I have made a promise to my best friend in the entire world. That's you, by the way. Um, that I would not discuss these things. And now what? I will, I will, I will hug you very quickly. Mm. That was yeah. lovely. Uh. Uh, that was terrible. Friendship uh, is beautiful. Uh, get along swimmingly. Why don't I grab <laughs> us a round of uh, some beverages or something like that? I'm going to get myself a coffee. Would anyone like anything? Get me a beer. I'll okay. take a coffee. I will okay. take sorrow, please. A large mug of sorrow. For that is what urchins have. Uh, would you settle for uh, an apple juice? Oh, yes, that would be lovely. I've never had something so amazing before. The juice of an apple. Oh, bring it to me. I like your scarf, by the way. Uh, when I grow up, I hope to be as dashing and heroic as you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that just made... And I'm just chuckling to myself as I walk towards the drink area. <laughs> that just made my... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and the drink area is like a bucket of water. Uh, as we we don't bring coffee on 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 top secret missions. Um, okay, I come back with four waters. <laughs> oh, good. a cup of sorrow, just like I had originally wanted. You now, know, just we, to, we have oh, to yeah. get more on your level. You've uh, <laughs> you kind of saw that one coming, didn't you? If you if you bend down a bit, you'd be on my level. I'm right on the level with Leopold, for we share a similar stature. I'm sorry. You think that we're the same height? Yes. What? What? What in the entire universe would make you think that? The laws of science. No, 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 no. Now, if you don't want to get thrown out that door, you will not mention my height again. Okay, so that's. I'm adding it to the list of things I do not talk to you about. We might become friends yet, little little Kipple. Kip, what, what was your name? You had no name. I, it's fine. I'm yes, not going to call you. Your name. I'm the Dickensian Dasher, Kipple oh. Sweetletrot, the boy with no name. Oh, For okay, okay. I did not have a name when I was born, and it was these names were given to me. And and David just like puts his foot down, and he's like, "Okay, you are giving me a headache. Let, let's get a little on mission here, people. Um, why don't we go around the team and uh, start?" learning about uh, what our teammates can do here. Um, why don't we start with uh, Leopold? Let us know what your special abilities are. Uh, well, and I'll stand up, but like, and I'll lift up like my, my dress. And again, my feet don't touch the ground. Um, I just kind of fly all the time and I can kind of control the wind. Uh, you know, it 
bends its powers to me because I am so very powerful. Oh, plus telepathy. Mm -hmm. Questions? I won't answer them. Maggie? Um, Sorry. No, I think that, okay, Glider, just so everyone knows, Glider is standing in the back just like fully in shock and speechless. And so throughout everything, he's kind of making squeaky little noises to try to speak. (laughs) It's going to take him a little while to process what he just heard. (laughs) So I take it we're all we're all like cool well i mean i guess i always assumed that it wasn't one of a kind because one of a kind doesn't really i don't think you know what are the chances well that's cool though i have never met anybody else who can do stuff um and she's gonna kind of like look around and be like i can do and she'll go oh and she'll um pull her her earrings which are clip-ons off of her ears with um with just like without touching and they'll kind of like float in front of me she's like like metal stuff I don't really, there's, I, we're in a plane and I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. And she'll come back on. Oh, uh, you're actually, you're actually in a truck. Oh, we're in a truck. Oh, I thought we were yeah. flying somewhere. Oh, I thought we were in well, a plane for some reason too. Yeah. That no, you went from a boat to a truck. Then. Sorry. <laughs> Got it. Maybe I read that too fast. Um, we're in a, blow down. we're moving, we're on, you know, in a big metal thing. So, you know, little, small demonstration. Cool though. Maggie controls magnetism quite effectively. Um, what about you, Sweetletrot? I will show you. I jump out of the truck. Zoom! Zoom! I come back in the truck. Zoom! I have returned with croissants for everyone, for I am very fast. I did not steal them. Maybe I did. That is for you to learn. Sweetletrot can move uh, as fast as one of those uh, newfangled jets that they've made. Uh, I expect that will be useful. Montgomery? I wind down the window, and which I guess is a crank, right? Yeah. and So I crank down the window, and I kind of lean my head out a little bit, and I'm just feeling the breeze against my face, and I kind of whisper, okay. Okay, let's show them. And I pull a little, um, like, wood glider out of my pocket, that kind of like clicks into place and swings now are set. And I hold it out into the wind and I whisper, go. And the glider starts to fly alongside the truck and then does like a flip and then just comes back into my palm. That's pretty cool. Glider controls the wind in a completely different way than Leopold does. I mean, that was kind of sad, if we're all being honest. In in what way, friend? There wasn't even a tornado. Oh, I, I, I can't create wind-based events. All I simply do is listen to the wind and, and, and ask favors of the wind. Hmm. You might be useful to me. <laughs> I look forward to it. Hmm. So you're saying that the answers are blowing in the wind? You're not one of those hippie types, are you, Glider? Me? I am an innovator. (laughs) But aside from that, I don't prefer labels. So that's as far as I go down that road. Hmm. And the truck continues down the road, and eventually you make it to the border of France, where you are met by agents of the French Resistance who escort you into this far eastern part of France that is still occupied by the Germans. 
Uh, and uh, they help all of you make your way to Villemel, France. And uh, you find yourself in the town of Villemel. It is, you know, not quite, it's a little bigger than a village. It's not quite a city. And uh, David walks you through, kind of giving you the, you know, the penny tour. And uh, he eventually takes you to a spot and he looks up at a building that is at the top of a hill. And he says, that is a prison. And somewhere inside that prison, an agent of the French resistance named Simon Fripjecki is being held as a prisoner. Now, he is a nasty criminal type, but he has been invaluable to the cause. So I want the four of you to go in, find Simon, and extract the catches. We can't give away the nature of our team. So stealth is of paramount importance, and you absolutely cannot let anyone see you use your powers. Now, that being said, if someone does see you use your powers, they can't live to tell the tale. Understood? Great. Well, I'm going to go to that little cafe on the corner there and uh, have myself uh, coffee and croissants. And uh, if you survive this... I'll see you there. And he turns and saunters down the street. Well, he's very dramatic, isn't he? Yeah. So all we're doing is just heading up there, grabbing a friend and coming back down. Is that right? I guess so. We got like, uh, does anyone have experience breaking and entering prisons? Hmm. Uh, Homes? Never really a prison. No, I, I have not done such, but perhaps no one will suspect it, for I am but a small child. That's true. I can, like, pick locks, but I, that can only get us so far. I mean, I break windows really, really well. I don't know if windows are going to be the biggest thing standing in our way in a prison, but oh. useful skill. Mm -hmm. Useful skill. I think we're heading up that way, probably walking and <laughs> doing a good walk and talk. <laughs> Does uh, anyone have any um, uniforms of a German prison guard nature? You know, I know some folks who would. The prison guards at the front. If we go up there and have a little chat with them and uh, maybe pull them to the side, you know, we can just slip those right on. An excellent plan. There you go. I love this plan. I'm sorry to interrupt for just a second. Um, so a couple of quick things. If you want to get into the raffle for the Caitlyn Avatar, that command is Command Avatar. The cool kind of Avatar. Uh, you know, think, you know. Uh, the last not, Airbender, yes. Yes, air, Airbender, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, thanks to B and the cool folks at B20. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I do like yes. B20. I'm yes. a big fan of that, but roll 20. <laughs> roll 20. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I know how to read. Um, if by some miracle by the end of this game, if we get all the way up to $5,000 and, you know, it might, it might not happen, but if we do, uh, roll 20 is going to, we're going to give away a code uh, for a year of pro. <gasps> year of Pro Revel Row 20, which 
all the compendiums, all the maps and stuff, uh, all hey. the tokens, uh, all the games, all the cool stuff. Yeah, it's, it's actually a huge prize. Um, I, that's, thank you so much to everyone at Roll20 uh, and B for making that possible. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get into the Caitlin uh, raffle, uh, it's Command Avatar. And if we get to $5,000, um, we will uh, give away that promo code uh, for the Roll20 Gold. And then after the break, I'm going to tell you about the second Hellboy prizes. Um, that being said, oh, yeah, also, I'm going to retcon in a quick detail. Before David walked away, uh, he said to you, and by the way, if you get into a lot of trouble, and he hands, he holds out this little black box that has a red button in the middle. This activates a top secret Jewish space laser that will rain um, laser death down on uh, whatever target you choose. Um, you can use it anytime for any reason. Who would like to be in charge of this? Not oh, I will press that immediately. Don't give that to me. Could we just use it on Hitler now and end this bloody war? Oh, wow, that's smart. Um, Thank you, best friend in the entire world. Oh, don't, don't, don't. I don't know you. Okay. Not, I'm not kidding. We met several times. I hugged you. Uh, you, you I don't remember. Goose. Oh. Unfortunately, we don't know where Hitler is at the moment, so we will work on that. Um, but for now, consider it back up in case you get in a ton of trouble. And uh, he passes it off to uh, Maggie. What's it made out of? Plastic. <laughs> uh, plastic. It is plastics. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm just checking. It's a real future in these plastics. Um, <laughs> Annoying for me, but I'll take it. And then he sauntered away to go get his croissant. So I believe you were uh, planning to steal German uniforms. Yeah, so how does that sound to everybody? We uh, come up with some sort of distraction and then just knock out the guards and take their uniforms. Sure. How many guards can we find? Can we see anything from down where we're at? Like, as we make our way, can we see any for scanning? Tell you what, everyone make an intellect roll. We're great. Five. Let's see what happens here. Okay, ten. Ten. Seven. Six. Okay, from where you are, uh, and you all get credited with this, uh, the building is two stories. Like I said, it's at the top of the hill. The hill is, you know, not crazy steep, but it is a pronounced hill. Uh, it has a long kind of circular driveway that goes in the front of the building, and there are several SS vehicles parked in that driveway, you know, military jeeps, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can see from where you are that there are two guards at the main entrance. They look like, you know, German army or low-level SS. And uh, there are windows about every, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet along that first floor. Um, that's about what you can see from where you're at. Okay. I think the game here will be to get the guards away from the front entrance and those windows. So I perhaps we need a distraction. Is that what you are saying? Yes, exactly, friend. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like a small child asking for a tour of a prison. <laughs> you think they go for it? I've heard tell of Germans that do enjoy that sort of thing. Perhaps we should give it a try. 
it's the best idea we've got so far. And I had it! Hooroo! I can't say hooray because I can't afford the why. Well, we'll stick with Haru for the following mission. Haru indeed, friends! All right, so you'll run up and uh, you'll talk to them for a little bit, and then we will come in from the sides, I suppose. And while you are walking up the driveway inside the prison, uh, Simon, you are in your cell and the door opens, and there is Captain uh, Ockleitner, uh, and he looks at you and he smiles. It is time. <laughs> For my steak frites, I've been waiting. No, it is time for you to meet your maker. The service in this hotel is terrible. <laughs> Enough! And he gets two guards and they kind of come in and they pull you up out of the chair, unlocking you. And uh, uh, one of them puts like a bag over your head and uh, they, they cuff your hands like behind your back. And uh, are you scared yet? Simon says, take those handcuffs off me. Make a power roll uh, on your um, telepathy. Uh, no, sorry, your not telepathy. It's called uh, mind Simon control. Simon does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, me too. 12. What did you get? What was it? 12. 12? Yes. Now that'll get the job done. And uh Leitner stops and, and then he just kind of reaches for the keys from the you know one of the guards and the and the guard is just like Suh! and he Leitner ignores him and starts just opening up your cuffs. And the, the guards are like, Sir? And he's, he's, he's you know, he starts like yelling at him in German, which I don't know, but we'll try and imitate the cadence up briefly. Um, and- Go away. Uh, <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you know, and uh, the, the two guards look very confused as uh, Achleitner uh, takes the cuffs off you and throws them on the ground. What are you doing to me? I am not doing anything. We are uh, going to, for the steak fight, yes? At the diner? Simon says, all of you walk with me. And yeah, just like, the, oh, know what? You got to make another mind control roll to get yep. the. It's a different uh, Simon says. Yep. 15. <laughs> All three of them now just kind of zombie out a little bit and uh, start, you know, falling in behind you. Where, where are you taking us? Oh, you're escorting me out, no? I. I feel like uh, I need your strength. Come, come. We move. You walk into the hall and the guards follow you. And as you start walking down, you see, you know, it's a row of cells and all the other ones are empty except yours. And this whole hall is lined with guards uh, as they apparently considered you a very high value target. And uh, as, as you are making your way down the hall, we go back outside. Um, what are y'all doing now? <laughs> We're sending a child to go talk to the two guards at the front for mm -hmm. a tour of the prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Kipper, when you get to that front door, there are just two SS guards standing at full attention, uh, looking, you know, very rigid. And I, I remove the small chain that I have around my neck. You know, 
the chain I forged in life. And I say, hello, would you like to buy a chain? And the two guards look at each other, and then one of them looks at you. I'll tell you what, actually, um, Darren, make a roll on your willpower real fast. Okay. I have a five. Total five? It says five. Uh, uh, yes, oh, my, five my plus willpower is five, and I have a five, so that's ten. Ten, okay. Uh, um, all right, that's a minor success. And, and the guards... You know, they, they don't immediately react and, you know, swoop you up or anything. They're, they're a little puzzled, and one of them... Where did you come from, little boy? Well, I am but an orphan. Originally, I heard I came from my mother, but she has since died, and I never met her. It is a sad tale, which I shall relate to you now. A long time ago... Wait, 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 wait. No, I mean... What are you doing here? I wanted to see the prison, for I have never seen the inside of a German prison, only the inside of an English prison, which I hear are very, very inferior to your excellently built German ones. Make a willpower roll. (laughs) Another ten. Another. Wow. Okay. Your English prisons are a joke. (laughs) <laughs> and a good joke it is, indeed. Going to show you what the real prison looks like. Come Thank with me, little boy. I will, Governor. I shall come with you. Will you take my hand? <laughs> and, and, he, and, he, and he extends his hand to you. Is uh, Maggie was? Is this where we knock them out, or is what's the the follow up here? He got he got further than we I think planned. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're fully distracted. Shall we make our move now? Let's do it. The guards sort of turn to take him in, and one of them starts unlocking the front. Unlocking the prison, singing the prison song. Unlocking the prison, I'll be in before long. (laughs) Unlock the prison so I can see it's hide. Unlock the prison so I can hide in the prison. I would like to get the. I would like the key to get stuck, like it doesn't turn all the way, just so that they have Mm. something to focus on. Make a power roll. <laughs> okay. Um, twelve. That's enough. Yeah, and the guards just <sighs> just look like it stopped halfway, just so that they get kind of focused yeah, on something else. Starts pulling on it and pushing on it. The other one's like, "You gotta jingle it." And uh, while they're kind of arguing over it, um, they are. Yeah, clearly a little distracted now. And Maggie will just like gesture towards <laughs> to her friends towards the uh, towards the the guards. Yeah, you know that thing. Uh, they can be a little tricky. I want to say out loud behind the guards. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, the guard spins around. Uh, uh, and oh. as the ha- I would like to just send a, a punch. I want to punch through. I believe Sam gave me this advice one time with punching Nazis. Is that you want to punch through? The face, is that correct, Sam? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, it's how you guarantee the follow-through. You get enough force. You don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. as I'm doing that, I would like sort of my jacket to uh, flap a little bit because there's actually a breeze that's coming with me that is carrying my fist forward. Oh, so you're using your power here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So roll this on your power, and um, uh, we're going to give you 
we're gonna give you the benefit of the surprise attack since he was distracted. Great. So you you just get this punch. Okay. Um, and then I just to remind me really quickly for the ability behind a punch that is prowess, correct? Yep. Great. And then I've also got martial arts. So I'm gonna add that. So let me quickly do a little bit of maths here, folks. Three. Seven. Great. That's a sixteen. Oh my god. Uh, sixteen. That. Okay, that's a massive success, which is like a slam outcome in this game. So it's like you just – he turns around, and this is like one of those super solid like Indiana Jones just sends the whole guy flying backwards, and, and his head smashes into the door that's right behind him, and he just falls to the ground. There's still one guard, though, so the rest of you got to roll initiative. I was going to say, is the door – was the door made of metal? So I was I would try to stop it from making a loud sound <gasps> if that um, possible. <laughs> is the door made of metal? Um I'm, I'm gonna say it's it no, it's like it's a heavy okay. wooden door right okay. now. Okay, never mind. Um, no worries. But um roll initiative, Darren, that is your coordination. Eleven. Eleven? Eleven also. Eleven. Thirteen. Thirteen. Woohoo. Omar? Oh, sorry. I thought because I went. Here we go. That's going to be an eight. <laughs> eight. Okay. So between, uh, let's see, who's got the higher? Okay. So it's going to be, um, who got the 13? B got the 13. So it's going to be uh, Leopold and then Kipper and then Maggie and then Glider. But there is only one guard. So, Leopold? I am going to, like, undo the tie around my uh, uh, my rope, my jacket. Let it slide off. So I'm just dazzling in my emerald green dress. And you can, like, see that I am actually hovering off the ground now. And I'm going to hover closer a little bit. You are a waste of skin. And I want to create a tornado and fling them as far away as possible. I want to eat them, really. <laughs> uh, make a make a power roll. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is he? In? I guess this would be close. Okay. Not that great. It's an eight. Uh, that is a minor success. So it's um, you 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 are sort of so kind of jacked up with excitement for this. Let's say your concentration is a little bit off or something, and you make that tornado and it picks him up, but instead of like flinging him off into the distance, uh, it just kind of like flings him into like uh, down that hill and he kind of rolls all the way down the hill. like, And about halfway, he stops down the hill and um, uh, he, let's see, minor success. What is your strength? It's not good. It's like five. Five. Oh no! Wait, but this is a power roll. So it's your power. power roll, yeah. yeah, your power. Your power is what? Three. Three. Okay. Uh, okay. So you take some damage off him from that roll down the hill, uh, but he is still up and uh, he does not go yet. Now it is Kipper's turn. Now, question: You said we we can't use our powers, or we can use our powers? You can, but if you're seen using your powers, you have to. Your orders are to eliminate anyone who might see you. I see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to zoom over to him using my speed power and look at him and say, "It was the best of times. It was the worst of times for Nazis." And then, 
hit him with my little chain. The chain I forged in life. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, your, your speed power just works automatically for that movement. And uh, we'll use your strength for your chain so like, as a weapon. And uh, we'll say that, you know, it's a... It, what, what is your strength again? It's, it is a four. It's four. You know what? The chain's made of metal, though. So I think metal weapons get five, right, Sam? Is that, yeah, five. So just add five to whatever you get. And eight. Eight. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you just whip the chain, and it just cracks him across the head. And you just hear, like, you know, it is like one of those scary kind of, like, crack sounds. And he just kind of freezes and then just falls backwards and tumbles the rest of the way down the hill. And then you will be visited by three ghosts. (laughs) He can't hear you anymore. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, now the guards are down now. And uh, we only have, we only have one uniform. You got two uniforms, right? Two guards. Is is he gone? We just gotta go get him. (laughs) If you want to go down the hill and get him. Yeah. Yeah. Kipper, be a deer. Go, go grab that body, would you? Yes, indeed, friend. And I shall keep Christmas in my heart today and every day hereafter. Merry Christmas and God bless us, everyone, especially my friend Leopold. Bye. Zoom. Yeah, and that that movement is free for you. So uh, <laughs> we'll say, yeah, you zip down the thing and come back and just, you know, a blink of an eye, he's got the uniform back. So now you've got these these two uniforms, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say, well, okay, actually, I should ask you this. Are you just standing in front of the building doing this, or, you know, are you going to try and... You probably should have got off to the side, like, get away out of sight if there's a tree, patch of trees, or, like, a half wall, or, like... Tell you what, all four of you make a coordination roll and tell me what you get. Oh, yeah, boy. Okay. 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 Twelve. Ten. Ten. Eleven. Okay, yeah, no. You all make it around the side of the building, no problem. Nobody saw any of this stuff that happened. They really rely on those guards. No one's watching from inside. Uh, So you are now, yeah, hidden off to the side here. And uh, I'll also say that from where you are, you can see that those windows kind of continue all the way around the building. And now that you're a little closer to one, uh, you can see in the window that, you know, it looks pretty busy inside. There are a lot of uh, SS in there just kind of roaming around doing business stuff. so who's putting on these uniforms? Leopold will take one look at the uniforms and then just throw it away to somebody else. They're not my style. If only I had a goose to stand on, it would be perfect for me. Alas, I am short one goose. <laughs> you're, you're what? This is a disguise. Normally I stand upon a goose to enact a large... Oh, you were talking person. about the goose. I thought you, you were calling me short. No, carry on. No, no, no. I, I was told there is a list that I have written down on my hand, for I cannot afford paper. It says things that I am not allowed to say to you. One, not going to say it. <laughs> Two, not going to say it. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> okay, uniforms. And she's going to look over uh, Glider and Maggie. <laughs> Guess it's you and me. All Let's right. do it. Will this fit me? We'll say it's close enough. Uh, maybe like a little baggy on you. Um, roll up the sleeves just like a little bit. <laughs> Fine. Um, 
okay can i do this rick can i whisper to the breeze to kind of like puff up maggie's like uh wherever it's like baggy and hanging off to just like fill in like the muscle butt with air <laughs> make a power roll okay <laughs> all right that comes out to a let me see if there's anything i can add to that no that's a seven well, I nerfed that uh, role, so um, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say to the wind, Glider? Um, you know, we could use a little bit of help with these uh, these outfits, if you if you don't mind, with my uh, friend Maggie over here. And, and, and suddenly, you you hear like the leaves and the trees rustle a little bit, and the wind picks up. And Maggie, your 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 the uniform you've put on suddenly, you know, inflates like uh, you know, as if you know, it's filled out with a person. She goes, huh? Oh, huh? That's oh, pretty yeah. good. That's a neat trick. I like that. <laughs> but I can't actually all. throw a punch, but that's okay. Maybe I'll be imposing enough. Huh? Do I look imposing? She's, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that will deflate when I have to use my powers for something else. That's cool. At that point, I don't think it'll matter. Good point. Okay. So we, we are escorting these two inside? Yes. Can we pretend that we've arrested them and we're taking them inside the prison? I don't oh. know if we know arresting protocol, but these two guys, we're willing to give him a tour, so... Yeah, that's a great point. That. All right. Would you two like a tour of this, of this uh, French prison? Uh, fine. Yeah, whoa, mine hair. I thought you were going to do the old Wookiee prisoner gag there, but uh, this right. works too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess we go to the door with our two, uh, <laughs> two uh, tourists. And, Where the and king when, is theoretically still in the, in the lock to be unlocked. <laughs> yeah. And I assume you allow it to be unlocked now. Mm-hmm. And I won't make you roll for that, obviously. You, you, you open the door and uh, you open it very slowly and uh, it kind of creaks open and when you you kind of look inside it's one of those things where it's like you know it's the first floor of like a busy kind of office and uh it's just filled with ss guys who get papers and they're talking to them they all kind of stop and turn towards the door as you enter and they're all just kind of like now staring silently at you this is the best birthday present ever a tour of a prison make a willpower roll Nine. Nine. Okay, see, that is what we call a marginal success, which means (laughs) your effort may fail or just barely succeed. So what I would say is a couple of them kind of nod and go back, but the others just stare at you. And um, Can I roll like a pen off someone's desk and make a loud sound from the other side, like knock a... Just like something that someone could have like elbowed like a like a metal mug off or something just to get people's attention elsewhere so we can move through this room very quickly. Well, it, it is probably a hair late for that because That's his fair. failure um, uh, has drawn everyone's attention. And uh, and uh, what I would say is, uh, Simon, you are about halfway down that hallway when you hear the alarm go off. Uh, 
it's like one of those old like dingy, you know, kind of bell alarms. And um, uh, yeah, all of a sudden uh, the, the SS guards in the hallway, the ones who you have not uh, put under mind control, all start reaching for their weapons and, you know, kind of looking around and covering the hallway. You. Simon says punch them out. I point them toward the uh, ones who are pulling out their guns. Make a mind control roll for all three because you have burst, right? Yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's mind control with a burst power so they can mind control everyone within the area of uh, effect. Well, because that's how Simon Says works. I had to follow the rules. Uh, 14. 14? <laughs> you like this tonight, Rick. Okay, well, Captain Achleiter uh, and his two guards just pull out their Lugers and they start punching and shooting and suddenly the hallway erupts in just an orgy of Nazi on Nazi violence. The other Nazis in the hallway do not understand what is going on, so they have no idea who to attack back or not. And, you know, one of them, it's, you know, it's a captain, and he kind of tries to, you know, do the Seagal thing, and the captain just shoots him right through the hand. And uh, you four downstairs suddenly hear all this gunfire starting to go off somewhere on the second floor. At that moment- Give me time to get my coat before I leave. I wanted to make sure I got my coat. I'll say while while they're doing their thing, you've got the time to calmly walk back, put your coat on, kind of you know, fluff the lapels, you know, fix your. I paid a lot of money for this. Now downstairs, the guards and you start hearing the gunfire, and uh, those other guards start going for their guns. Freeze! Freeze! Achtung! Achtung! That's dang. We should probably. We should probably. We should probably go upstairs. <laughs> Get down! No, we, no, we, I'm saying us in charge of the prison should probably go. We should, something's going on up there. Make a willpower roll. <laughs> There's, I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have a very high threshold on this because you've already blown it. So, I don't uh, know if you can okay, get this I back. mean, 13. <sighs> It's pretty high, but I, I, I am so you can no way, Rick. Yeah, it's <laughs> there are a couple of guards who are a little confused, and maybe that gives you the jump on them. But uh, you all got to roll initiative. <laughs> ah, jeez. We thought we were doing so good too, huh? Well, that's okay. <laughs> it was a perfect plan. <laughs> okay, oh, 11. 11. 14. 6. 10. Okay, and the guard got eight. Initiative uh, is plus what? Um, uh, coordination. Oh, well then. Yeah, well, you should have. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, twelve. I do not know how to work things, for I am but a small <laughs> child. My bad. Okay, then. Okay, then. Uh, it's uh, Caitlin, Darren, Omar, B, and uh, the guards go last. Uh, that their role is represents all of the guards. So, Maggie. Man, I hate guns. Um, and I just want, I don't know how many I can do at once, but anyone who's got a gun pointed at us, I would like it to either misfire when they try to use it or just be jammed or just be, I would like to bust some guns. <laughs> okay. I'm going to set a number. I'm going to say there are 10 guards here uh, okay. that you're facing. Why don't you make a power roll for me? 
Okay. But let's see. Nah, make a power roll for me. I was going to throw a trouble at you. but (laughs) So um, I have tinkering because once she found out she could do all of this weird metal stuff, she started pulling things apart so she could understand how they worked. Could I add that to this? Because I'm trying to make something not work. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Oh, boy. I can do math. Oh, boy. Can I do math? 14. Four, 14. Uh, yes. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's a major success, though. So uh, what I'll say is, yeah, those those guns suddenly, uh, you want to, like, pull them apart? That's what you were trying to do? Just, like, no, like, from an internal standpoint, so when they go to use them, nothing will happen, or they will, like, fire wrong or something. Like, she's, she's not, yeah, she's not even moving. Like, she just still has her arms crossed, is, like, looking at them, and is like, God, guns are, y'all are foolish. And is just from the internally is going to break all of them, as many as she can, so that when they go to fire, nothing will happen. That's my intention. Yeah, absolutely. They don't even know it, but, like, on the inside, yeah, like, their firing pins kind of, like, curl up and, you know, like, get... Uh, bent up out of shape and yeah, uh, fuse yeah. the bullet to the inside of the chamber like nothing's gonna happen <laughs> they're, they're all, they don't even know anything happens they're all still screaming at all you to freeze get down on the ground well i guess do i know how many things. i got <laughs> um you got with a with a major success i'll say you got uh seven of them Ooh. i mean they're guns the guards are still there yeah oh yeah but yeah. you know guns <laughs> Uh, next is uh, Darren. Uh, sorry, Kipper. Thank you. I'm going to try to use my power of fastitude to run very fast around the room and see how many I can trip in that time so that they fall down whilst singing Happy Birthday to Me. Okay. Uh, using your power like that is what we call a stunt. Um, uh, you, you are essentially, uh, to, to use a stunt, you got to spend one point of your determination, uh, and that brings you down to three. And remember, y'all have one community point of determination too, but, uh, and now, uh, make a roll on, uh, wait, do you have to roll for this? God, it's been so long since we've done a stunt. Uh, Sam, do you, do you remember? Uh, if you have to roll for the actual roll, then do so, uh, like if you're using a stunt for an effect or uh, to get right. an extra, uh, but you don't have to spend an extra thing for the point of determination. You do, okay. So, so if you normally have, like, you know, Vion doesn't have to roll, you don't have to roll if it's a stunt. Uh, yeah, make me a roll on your power. Okay. It's been forever since we used a stunt. It feels like it. I guess it's only been two games, but like, uh, since it was last season, it's been like 10 weeks or something. <laughs> um, it looks like an, an, what, level six? Yep. On power? But it doesn't give me a number. Uh, power is just, yeah, level six. So just roll a d6 and then just uh, tell me what you get. Two. Two. So eight Okay. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, you just tear through the room and you knock down, um, I'm going to say... One, two, four guards. Zoom. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Kipper Sweet, who taught the boy with no name, the Dickensian and Dasher. Never said a birthday before because I'm a sad orphan from England. Happy birthday to me. Zoom. 
while singing that. And uh, yeah, those four guards. Uh, That's you're gonna a take- stunt. That's what we call it in England. We call it a stunt. Like sometimes in America, you'll say elevator and we say lift. In England, we call that a stunt. What do you call it in America? A, a-, a bunch of Nazis that fell over. <laughs> oh, see, we say it very, very quickly. It's a great language that we gave you from England and you ruined it. All right. So you took some, uh, you, you took, a, I'm going to say three points of damage, uh, sorry, four points of damage off of all three of those guards. Um, uh, sorry, four guards. Uh, four points of damage off of all four of those guards. Um, and that brings up Glider. Uh, are, so there's still uh, some of the Nazi soldiers standing, correct? Yes, there are uh, six standing. Okay. Are any of them standing like in a row? <laughs> yeah, I mean this place isn't that big, so yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, there are three of them uh, standing uh, right down the middle of the room. Um, you know, they're, they're where their desks were. Great. I would like to run up and um, punch the first one, such that uh, they fly back, hit the second one. They fly back and hit the third one. I'm I'm kind of going for this like Spielbergian <laughs> Dominazi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dominazi. All right, let's uh, make a roll on your strength. You know, uh, for your punch, and uh, if if you get a slam, I'll give you that. Okay. Um, I would like to just quickly add that I am using this is an air punch as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so make it on your power then. Great. Here we go. Uh, seven. Okay, that's going to be an eight. I'm not adding strength to that, right? Or prowess to that? No. Okay. This is that, your power plus uh, whatever applies. Yep, so that's eight. Eight. Okay, um, that is... That is not quite... Uh, that is not quite a slam, but it's a stunning um, effect. So I'm going to say this first guy goes flying back and he hits the guy behind him who hits the guy behind him. And they're not knocked out, but they are all kind of really shaken up. You know, it's like that feeling when you've slammed your head into something super duper hard and now you just kind of can't even, you know, get your wherewithal back. And uh, they, those three guards will lose their chance to attack in this turn on this page. Um, so that brings up Leopold. Leopold will turn to Glider before they do anything. Have I called you an amateur yet? Because that was very amateurish. Uh, you have not. Oh, well, it's not too late. Now watch how an actual person can use the wind. Um, and again, true to form, I'm going to rise up. Um, and what I want to do is I want to, whatever weighs less than like 150 pounds, like less than a human. I'm sorry, Kipper. Um... Maybe myself might hold on to something. Um, I just want to rise up everything and then spin it around with the intention of just knocking out anybody that'll get hit in that chaos of wind. Wow. Uh, okay. I got air jump combat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's think. How do I do? Um, you know, it's, it's not like a stunt. Yeah, because like it kind of is what you do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just make a power roll and let's just see okay. how you do. This is like a flavor roll. Like, I'm not picking up people right now. I'm picking up, like, chairs, staplers, uh, uh, that, that letter opener, you know. Sure, the desks. Yeah. I, does a desk weigh less than 150 pounds? No, I'll say me too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like writing desk kind of things. <laughs> 
Uh, that's... They didn't shell out for the mahogany in this prison. Not ten. <laughs> um, I'm going to burn my determination looking for trouble. Okay. Uh, to add an extra two to make that a 12. Uh, what what quality? Oh, looking for trouble. That's your... Okay. Looking for trouble. So it brings you down to two and brings you to 12, which... Oh, wow. So that is... That's a massive success. So, uh... Yeah, exactly what you want. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden it's like this kind of whirlwind just starts in the middle of the room and the other three of you are watching is like the wind picks up like Ghostbusters where like you're indoors but like everything's, you know, blowing. Kipper gets hey, caught up in it a little bit, but he'll be okay. I just, it's a message to you, kid. <laughs> message received, best friend. <laughs> Yeah, and like staplers, chairs, those writing desks come up and they just start swirling around the room. But you are good enough at this. You have real control here. And it just starts knocking out Nazis left and right. And I am going to say you hit a massive success. It's like, uh, let's say there were six standing. Uh, you take out five of them. And you do damage to the ones on the ground. So I'm going to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to say the four on the ground take enough damage so that they are now unconscious. They're smushed by the desks. Five of them get knocked down and lose three points of stamina. And one of them who is standing in the back of the room is untouched. See, glider, that's how it's done. That last Nazi guard raises his Luger at you all. And let's see if he's one of the guys whose firing pin went out. And he <laughs> aims and pulls the trigger and nothing happens. And he pulls the trigger, nothing happens. And he kind of looks at it and he, he like throws his gun uh, at Kipper. I got you to bring it back to him. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that reaction so much. It's like I'm not, I'm not even gonna make you roll for that. Yeah, it's like he throws it, and it's just like you just like easily, you know. I mean, with your speed, that's nothing. It's like that that moves it slow motion to you, and you just grab it and just whip it right back to him, and he's just. Like, <laughs> it's Christmas Day, sir. And and, and oh, he's just that's totally a stunned. Uh, the guy. Yeah, sorry. The guy's on the floor. Um, Okay, two of them have live guns uh, of, 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 I think there are one, two, there are five guys on the floor. Two of them have live guns, uh, and one of them aims at Glider, and he fires. Glider, you want to defend yourself, or uh, what are you doing here? Um, I, I see it's like slow enough that I am able to see this. Yeah, you, you can always make a coordination roll to see if you can... Uh, yeah, I would like to kind of just, like, jump out of the way a little bit. All right. Here we go. Come on, something big. What did you roll behind? Okay, I got a not... I'm trying to see if there's anything I can add to this. Ooh, I mean, aerial combat doesn't really apply. Okay, I'll just stick with it. Nine. Nine. Honestly, that's going to be enough. And uh, it, that bullet just it gets very close to you and it kind of whizzes by your chest and maybe like cuts a little line in your uh, bomber jacket there. Ooh, okay. But, but does not hit you. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, hurt you. And uh, the other one with a live gun fires at Leopold. Leopold. What's one where I dodge. Coordination. That's still coordination. 
Um, can I justify aerial combat since I'm in the air? <laughs> Adding that on. Yeah, you know, I kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> you are technically in the air, I guess. It's not exactly, you're not flying a plane, but... Um, more dimensions yeah. to dodge in, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 They're more the brain, familiar with being in the air than on the ground, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the three-dimensionalness of it is very similar. Um, All right, that's an 11, then. That's an 11. Uh Okay, and yeah, you also just barely make it out of the way and the bullet kind of whizzes by you and let's say it hits the door behind you. Uh, and uh, the rest an of amateur. them- amateur. Yeah, the rest of them are just trying to pull the triggers on their guns and nothing happens. So there is uh, one guy on his feet and five guys on the ground and we are back to the top of the order. But before we get back there, uh, we're gonna go back upstairs uh, where you uh, finish getting your jacket, Simon. And when you come back into the hallway, it is just a- pile of SS corpses just down the floor. So a couple, lots of them are dead. A couple of them are moaning and groaning. Um, but uh, there is not really a threat to you here in this particular hallway anymore. I kick one for fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd say maybe, maybe you uh, deliver a kick to Captain the Ocklider. And he, he just, and uh, yeah, he, he just convulses in pain uh, as you uh, you make your way to the end of the hall. There is, um, you know, a gate, which is now open because of the guards that came and uh, a staircase that leads down. This is my way out, I think, yes. And uh, as you walk down to the bottom of the stairs, you start to hear the sounds of struggling and fighting. And uh, you come up at the back of this room uh, where in front of you, you now see a bunch of Nazi guards lying on the floor, kind of like, you know, looking very perplexed with their guns. Uh, One guy kind of hiding in the back of the room and these four very strange characters who... You know, two of them are wearing uh, SS uniforms. One of them is dressed like a Dickensian orphan. Uh, the other one is wearing this uh, kind of long, like, robe, kind of like that's, you know. Um, elegant dress. Oh, sorry. Extremes elegance, please. I stole a lot of money for this dress. Oh, hey, are you Simon? Are you my ride? I think so. Simon, do me a favor, roll your initiative. <laughs> Absolutely. There are still Nazis awake, uh, which is not acceptable. Twelve. Twelve, all right. Um, so that one Nazi who is all the way at the back of the room, like I said, on his feet, uh, he sees you appear uh, right down the stairs and he tries to throw a punch at you. Um, He's not going to hit you. You don't even have to roll to dodge this. Um, he is just so freaked out right now that he kind of clumsily throws a punch and then like, kind of falls on the ground like in front of you. And he looks up. And he's, oh, the prisoner's free! The prisoner's free! And he starts yelling and he looks around the room and the others kind of look freaked out and don't quite know what to do. Simon leans in and says, Simon says, knock yourself out. Make a power roll. Uh, 14. Oh, God. 
Uh, and yeah, he that, he, he reaches down and, and he picks up one of those guns. Uh, oh no, he's got his gun because Kipper brought it back to him. Uh, he takes his gun and he just starts <laughs> trying to fight it, but he just wells himself in the head again and again, and he just keeps doing it. And it's like the blood starts coming down his head, and he starts, oh, ah, oh, God, and, and, and then he just like collapses on the floor and like even collapsed he's still trying to hit himself in the head but eventually he just kind of blacks out uh and uh we're gonna say that that guy's out of the fight so there are five nazis on the ground with malfunctioning guns um what would you like to do at this point i think uh i think it is kipper's turn yeah oh my turn um, well, I would like to talk to one of the Nazis, please. Sure. He's been very naughty. Now, will you please leave and change your ways and be a good person for all your days, or else you shall be visited by three ghosts? Make a willpower roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, well, luckily for you, Nazis have very bad willpower. So uh, he's, uh, he, he looks deep into your eyes and he sees something oof, unnatural. You are not what you appear to be. Uh, there, there, is something, there is something scary in those eyes. And, you know, not being familiar with a Christmas carol, he kind of's three ghosts. No! No, and, and he kind of gets up and he like looks around, like, nah! and, and he just like runs and just dives face first through one of those windows and just you know disappears out the window screaming. That brings up um, glider. I think it's Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Uh, I might be wrong. wrong. I'm sorry. I, I was I might pretty be high. I don't remember, but I don't remember what my order was. Yeah, okay, right after we did something, uh, glider. Uh, you know what? You're right. It might. I might have accidentally just uh, switched um, Kipper and Maggie. Uh, I, I saw the K there. I thought it was for Kipper. It's probably for Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. Um, how many are still conscious? Four. Four. Cool. Well, I will tell you, they're pretty freaked out at this point. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How close are they to each other? Um, I would say everybody, you know, everyone on that floor in that center part is probably within a good 15 or 20 feet of each other. What do the light fixtures look like? <laughs> um, they are old and kind of bolted into the ceiling. Uh, they, you know, these are old kind of cast iron fixtures. So they are, you know, fairly heavy, but, you know, they look like they've been there forever. Excellent. And depressingly intact. They could just... I know. Really do something. They're coming down. <laughs> okay, make a power roll. Right. Oh, man. I'm teasing guys. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't get... This is an, I don't think I could get tinkering for this. This is just brute force. Yeah, you're just pulling them down. Oh, well, right? I rolled real good, so it's fine. Um, 14. 14? Okay. Um... No, wait. Well, wait. Yeah? Nope, that was right. I was right. I did my math correctly. <laughs> 14. <laughs> okay, well, a 14 is a massive success. Uh, so that's a slam outcome in this game. And uh, given what you are doing, what I'm going to say is you just reach up and kind of 
pull like on those fixtures and the fixtures come down and like the whole section of the ceiling that they're bolted into just comes right down with them and just flattens those four Nazis. And it is just like, boom, Wiley Coyote style. I would like to, I look up at time and go, so nice to meet you. We are your ride. Um, and I'm going to look around. Is anyone, anyone still up? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, that actually takes care of all of them. You have won the hell out of this combat. Is, <laughs> any, is anyone left standing? No, they're Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say that. I do not see it coming. Darren Buns, <laughs> let us know Zoom. what you think in the chat. My, my, my cleverness goes very fast. Zoom. We should also go really fast and get out of here because we made a lot of sounds, and I also don't want to be in a Nazi uniform anymore. Is uh, Rick? Is the alarm still going? Yeah. Okay. I would like to look up at like the one of the the I guess the bell, and I would just like to air blast really quickly and just knock it out. Okay. Um. I won't make your roll for that since the combat's over. Uh, you just yeah, you 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 blast it, and the bell just kind of you know. Great. So, uh, should we head to that cafe where I heard about some croissants? Uh, sounds <laughs> good to me. Take the money from their pockets first, and then we can pay for the croissants. Come on, people. True. Oh, you have to that's... pick a pocket or two. <laughs> that's a great. Yeah. Have you, uh, ch- child with no name, uh, would you be able to quickly rifle through the pockets, perhaps, and see it, what you can find? It would be my pleasure. Make sure you bring it all to me. Oh, that's an excellent idea, for we are friends. And as I'm I'm running around and, and doing that. Very rapid. Yeah. While he's doing that, I mean, honestly, I got to tell you. In this you know, life, one thing counts. In the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. Got to pick a bucket or two, you. Got to pick a bucket or two. We don't have the rights to this song. Zoom. <laughs> the, the Artful Dodger, one of my favorite theater characters of all time. So thank you. Um and uh, yeah, you you know, like like good role playing game players, you clean out those bodies, and uh, <laughs> you find yourself yeah with a whole bunch of French money and German money uh, and stuff like I would, that. I would like to not be wearing a Nazi uniform anymore, but mm-hmm. I don't want to throw it because maybe it might be useful in our future missions. So I'll stuff it in a bag or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll say you 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 find a bag there uh, to carry it in, and um, and that's it. You yeah. You know, really quickly before we go, because I know we rifled through their pockets, but I would, and I'm not going to make a big thing of, of this and rush around, but I'll just check like a drawer or two around me and see if there's any like personnel papers that Ooh. might be useful to just pocket to maybe use in the future. Make an intelligence roll. Okay. Lighter is not the... Man, red dye hates me as much as green dye. Uh, I believe that is a nine. Yeah, you find a, a list of like SS guards who are at the station, uh, and uh, it's got a whole bunch of German names on it: Klaus Stroll, Ludwig Loeb, Kasper Lang, Liam Desor, Marco Schwann. Uh, I'll, I'll send you all those names uh, during the break. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you've got a list of active SS guys now. Um, and uh, after that, making your way down to the cafe. Yep. All right. Count cool. them as you know. And I might, I might pat Kipper on the head. And I have to like reach because we're the same height. <laughs> and as you are all finally together, you pat Kipper on the head and you start heading down towards the hill, towards the cafe. And on that, we're going to take our break. Uh, we will be back in like 10 or 
chill minutes. Uh, stay right there. Thank, uh, thank you so much, everybody. I cannot believe we are at $2,820. It's mind-blowing to me. Um, I, I can't, I, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back in 10. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, oh my God. I see we hit 3161 while we were away on the break. Um, we, we were literally just all sitting here talking about uh, how in awe we are of this community. Uh, Darren, you know, was saying it's like right now in the pandemic when so many people don't have jobs and so many people are hurting that y'all still came through for this cause uh, to, to, to this level is, is just, I mean, it, I, I don't, you know, again, it's like I, I kind of stumble over my words here because it's like they're, they're, you just cannot capture the emotion of what it feels like to, to have a community like this, of, of these, to know that there are people like you out there that still care about this stuff so much. And, uh, and honestly, we are all super really touched. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of babbling, but um, we are back. And uh, so, a whole bunch of announcements to make. Um, so, first of all, uh, because we got so much cool stuff to give away now and only so many computers to do the work, um, we gotta, we're, we're going to do, um, we're going to announce the winner right now of, uh, the Caitlin, uh, avatar contest, uh, drawing. And, uh, yeah. So if everybody is ready, drum roll, please. The winner is mini maker. Congrats! I'll email you. Yeah, um, get get your email address to Jake, and uh, you will be getting that uh, cool avatar in that style that uh, Caitlin's got her own right now. Um, uh, and uh, uh, oh, Mini Marker is actually the name. I I don't know how to read my own handwriting, folks. Uh, that is how bad it is. You guys, my handwriting is just the worst. Um, doctors look at my handwriting and go like, "Dude, what the hell." Um, so yeah, Mini Marker, thank you. And I actually knew that name because Mini Marker has been around in this chat forever. So thank you, Mini Marker. And, uh, thank you, Caitlin. And thank you, everybody. But that just clears room for the next drawings. So here's what we got. The awesome people at Dark Horse have put up a second Hellboy prize pack. So that is still just going to be the same Command Hellboy, but we're going to draw two winners at the end. So if you're not in that already, Command Hellboy right now, get yourself into that drawing. You can only win maximum one of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it's again, it is that Hellboy Omnibus Volume 1 that covers World War II, BPRD, again, World War II stuff, and those cool Hellboy playing cards uh, with the Mike Mignola art on it. Um, and uh, they're all super cool. And um, uh and we have a new prize to announce. Um, thanks to B and the folks over at uh, Roll20, uh, we have three Burn Bright starter packs, uh, starter bundles. Um, and uh, there were three of those to give away. And to get into on that, it is Command Roll20. And uh, the drawings uh, for the Hellboy stuff and the Roll20 stuff is all going to happen all the way at the end in the closing announcements. So you got plenty of time to get in. I'll remind you that a little bit later again, but for now, command Hellboy for the Hellboy stuff, command Roll20 for the Roll20 stuff. And uh, if we get to $5,000, then we will uh, open up um, the prize, the big gold Roll20 uh, subscription prize, which is freaking amazing. Um, and so they've already got their point of community determination. You have your access to the top secret Jewish space laser. 
we will get the after credits lore drop. We have had the Shakespearean soliloquy. Uh, you are owed a cameo from Amy Dallin, a Vampire <laughs> Hunters of Port Ruby game, uh, Sam DeLev punching Hitler, and uh, four Power Play Origins episodes at this point. Um, so all that uh, to come in, uh, well, not all that to come in the next two hours, but uh, some of that oh. in the next two hours. And then those other games to come after season two is over um, in about uh, seven weeks, I think. And uh, that, I think, covers all the announcements. Is that all the announcements? Is there anything else I got to announce right now? Anybody? Anybody? About to punch Nazis and I'm excited. All right. <laughs> let's punch Nazis. Yeah. Back to it. Um, you arrive at the cafe, and David uh, is sitting there um, munching on a croissant, reading a newspaper, and sipping his coffee. And uh, he sees the four of you walk in and uh, have a seat. So that alarm that I heard sounding, um, was that you? No. Hmm. Did uh, anybody see you that's going to be able to say what they saw? I mean, there's a bunch of bodies. That is acceptable. Thank you. Simon. I did not know you. I was not expected to be picked up. Well, we're doing a little favor for our friends over in the French Resistance. And uh, now that we've got you out... You are such a valuable source of information. We would like you to get right back into place at your bar. We are going to be moving on to the next part of our mission. So it's been very nice working with you. And uh, you can go now. Pardon? You can go now, Simon. You're free. Yes, I understand. But uh, this mission, I'm going to sit wrong ways in a chair. (laughs) Uh, $20, Simon, if you join our mission. Absolutely. Simon is not invited on the mission. Why would you Simon, would you like to join our mission? I officially speak for His Majesty King George and Winston Churchill. Top that, David without a name. Make a willpower roll. Top <laughs> <laughs> that, David. <laughs> Eight. Eight. David's got very high willpowers. I am afraid my connections with the British government are probably as good as yours. Simon, I am a big fan of your work, but uh, criminals, not really my style for top secret missions. So I'm afraid we have to say goodbye. Wait, wait, David, is that the bar? Because you shouldn't have me here. You are not nearly the kind of criminal that this one is. Oh, I look at Simon with, like, stars in my eyes. (laughs) We've all done things we regret. Surely that does not mean we cannot come together and do things to bad people now, no? Make a willpower roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not the right die. I hope you rolled the d20. That was a, absolutely <laughs> I did. Wow, it was the thing I was fidgeting with. Uh, they have sure. uh, d6s otherwise. Um, you know what? I would actually love to spend a point of determination okay. to uh, activate the quality got nowhere better to be. Ooh. <laughs> okay. That clearly applies. <laughs> 
cool. Uh, you lose a couple uh, K, so that brings you down to two. Two, four, six, plus nine is 15. 15? Yeah. With determination, without powers. I don't know, son. I like to think I'm very strong. You have your moments. I can trust you. You're not going to scuttle this mission for one of your criminal objectives. You can trust my dedication to the mission. I read Simon's mind. If you play. Okay, make a power <laughs> can roll. You? I, I can. <laughs> uh, your telepathy is, is level one. It's a baby, yeah. yeah. Um, this is easier when they're willing. <laughs> Actually, why don't Sam tell... Mm-hmm. Why don't you make your... Uh, I assume it's a willpower roll to contest? You make your own willpower roll to contest. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right, that's uh, 14 for me. I got a five. You can't get uh, anything well, so, off, Simon. I mean, what what I'll say is I just intend to use that for, like, peremptory strikes of something that you might not know. Like, Simon yeah. doesn't have, will not, if they feel a poke around, they're, he's not bothered. Unless you go somewhere I don't want. So that's enough to get me a block out. I'm, I'm fine being red. So what are you trying to read? Because willing subjects do not require a test. I just want to make sure that, like, is that true? Are they really not going to commit crimes? Like, are they actually going to help us? Is this somebody we can trust? And, you know, Leopold's version of trust is like, if I can't throw you very far, I can only trust you that far. That's not the saying, but I was close. (laughs) Uh, There's no intent not to do crime, and there is absolute intent to fulfill Whatever mission this is, if and only if, it involves gratuitous levels of destruction to Nazis. Dedication to the cause, but the means... I mean, that's... And you probably get a pretty strong, like, side flavor of regret. Hmm... Okay. I don't know how to handle that feeling, so I push that one aside. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to pull out like a 10-pound a bill and slam it on the table in front of David. All right. This is for you, David, to shut up, and we're going to take Simon. I trust them. I scrambled around in their brain. I think I know better than you. David puts his hand down on the $10 bill, slides it over to him, picks it up, folds it up, puts it in his jacket pocket, finishes his coffee, Gets up, tucks his arm newspaper under his arm, and says, "All right, let's go, all of you." Hooray! Best day ever! Hooray! Like everyone in the cafe kind of looks over and throws like a weird look at y'all, and David just kind of, "Let's go! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on!" And uh, as you shuffle your way out, um, we will take you uh, to a briefing room. In Belgium, you have made it back across the border out of German territory, uh, and um, the five of you find yourself alone in the briefing room like you did before, only now Simon is with you. And again, there is that same NP kind of guarding the door. Hello again. Okay. Are you talking to the MP? Yeah, but I imagine that's how he Yeah, he just doesn't say anything. He just kind of stares at you. 
kind of like the ones at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Never been. We should go there. That sounds fun. Yeah, can we get a little trip to Buckingham Palace after this? I wouldn't know, sir. Hmm. Have you ever been? Once. How was it? At its moments, I guess. All right. Have you ever been to the States? No. Have you ever been to a pub where they serve um, the sausages? Yes. Have you ever been to a pub where they don't serve sausages? Probably. Have you ever been to a restaurant where maybe they'll serve chicken? I like chicken. Have you ever been... <laughs> okay, well, Kipper, why don't you sit down on this chair on the very far end of this entire long table? Hooroo! An excellent idea! I Good. should do it! Good, thank you. I'm over here now! Yeah, yeah, we can hear you still. Just, just, you know, lower the volume and just maybe, like, lower your head... Yeah, yeah, I good. Been very quiet, starting now! <laughs> and think the guard just rolls his eyes, and uh, and then the door opens, and David walks through, fresh suit, um, and uh, he kind of sits down in front of you. All right, I am very impressed with your work at the jail in Vilmel. Think the level of teamwork that you showed, and... Uh, the level of determination to cut through the enemy is exactly what we are looking for. So, and he kind of looks over at uh, Kipper and he's, but, but why don't you get get back in, get, get back in your- Don't know what you're okay. doing, David. It's time to give you the main mission briefing. We have learned that a high ranking SS colonel named Luca von Heiden has created a weapon that he believes is going to turn the tide of the war. Now, our information is incomplete. We don't know what the weapon is or what it does, but we know that it is being held at Castle Tyrannin in the tiny Eastern European nation of Ostrovia. Ostrovia is just a little east of Germany and it is still under Nazi occupation. You're going to parachute in or fly if that is something you are capable of. Thank you. I'm not putting on a parachute. <laughs> and you will meet a contact from the Ostrovian resistance who is going by the code name Sarah. She will be waiting for you at the landing site. The possibility exists that this entire mission is a trap, but between us, the Brits and the Russians, the Nazis are cornered. And that is always when the animal is most dangerous. So we have to treat this threat as absolutely real. Any and questions? if it is a trap, we uh, take the Nazis who trap us and uh, we destroy them. So this is the win-win, no? Absolutely. If there is no ultimate weapon, or if the ultimate weapon isn't quite as ultimate as it has been billed, you just take out everybody. Any questions? Any other questions? Good. Time to move out. 
And now, boom, we're going to cut to one of those Indiana Jones maps, but you know, where you're like flying across uh, Europe and you pass over Germany and uh, down, uh, you know, down there by uh, Croatia and that sort of area uh, is uh, the tiny Eastern European Republic of Ostrovia. And uh, who's, who's flying the plane? Did you volunteer for that glider, or did you, did, or do you do you all want like a you know David uh, to to give you a pilot? Well, someone should probably pilot it because all of us are going to be jumping out of it unless we're going to just let a plane crash, I suppose. Uh, that is up to you. Um, but okay, let's say we, they surprise you with a pilot, and you're not going to you know kamikaze I mean, the plane. If, if the pilot wants to fly, I'm not going to stop him. But that would be my. Uh, I agree with you that we should have like a separate pilot to kind of just like drop us off and then continue on. Um, so then, you know, there's no plane we have to worry about, but glider will sit in the, like, maybe there's not even like a co-pilot seat, but it's just like squeezed into the cockpit, just like nerding out <laughs> about the plane. Yeah. And you are there and the pilot, you know, is kind of this, you know, air force John Wayne types kind of, you know, flying. It's just like, so you, uh, air force. Uh, I never force uh, the air to do anything, um, but I do love to ride a really good updraft. Uh, I see that you got the uh, you got the chrome dials. That's a nice little that's a nice little feature there. A lot more stable, you know, than their plastic counterparts. I've been saying that nonstop. But then again, the magnetism does screw with that a little bit sometimes. But you don't always have to worry about that, I guess, if you uh, if you know what you're doing, <laughs> which you do. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing. You don't have to worry about. And then a little light starts to flash on his readout. Uh-oh. I think we might have company. And he kind of starts looking out the, the glass canopy, you know, kind of trying to see out there. He's like, I think we got, I think we got some German fighters out there somewhere. All right. Let me see if I can try and lose him. And, and, and he kind of, you now he starts pulling and the plane all dips dips around and he's like ah, they're all over me anything you could do about this yeah absolutely uh and i walk back into the main sort of cabin where everyone's sitting um all right folks we've got some company uh would anyone be interested in uh, some high flying adventures here yes absolutely mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for those who uh, i suppose can't fly you might want to uh, hold on to something so I am like, just several things. This is not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to open the door. Yeah, you pull the side of the plane open and like wind just blows, blows in from everywhere. Uh, and you, you look outside and uh, you can see, yeah, like some kind of, you know, German dogfighter just kind of passes by in the clouds and then disappears into a cloud bank. And you can hear the buzzing of engines kind of all around. All right. Uh, well, I guess we've got some uh, metallurgy we can mess with. Uh, of course, you are the professional when it comes to uh, sort of controlling <laughs> different wind patterns. Uh, but I will ask our uh, unnamed Dickensian friend over here if you wouldn't mind giving me a little bit of a uh, uh, maybe a theme song or something like that. Just to like, uh, you're quite good at that. So, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that your way. Of course. Air power. Air power, it's the hour for air power. 
Leopold likes airpower <laughs> because Leopold is my best friend to the end. Airpower, airpower, it's gonna fall like a tower if a tower okay, fell. Okay, I'm gonna go out the <laughs> I'm jumping out of the plane. <laughs> and we do have the rights to that one, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're jumping out? Yeah, I can't handle right. the song. <laughs> now, your flight just works automatically. Like yeah, it's constant. You know? That's my so, limit. Yeah, you, are, you are now... You go into the clouds. And as I'm, I'm, I'm humming air power, I kind of salute and fall out from the, the door. Yeah, I will not be doing right that. Back. And uh, okay, so Glider and Leopold, you are now soaring about the clouds. And uh, you, you know, you, 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 I tell you what, why don't both of you make intellect rolls? Okay. See what you can find. Intellect. Eight. Eight. I have on that six plus six is 12. Okay. Leopold, you count four planes in the air. Um, glider, you only see two of them. Can I also be looking? Cause I would like to help. I'm just not jumping out of the plane. <laughs> sure. Make an intellect roll. Okay. Eight. You also see two of them. Um, I would like to fly to Glider and shout, I bet I can kill more of them than you! <laughs> I'm not a gambling man! <laughs> and I would like to, with my arms outstretched, kind of glide over to one of the planes. Yeah, and you just kind of whoosh over and you can see like on the inside there's this really confused looking Nazi guy who's just looking at you and he's like, he's kind of yelling something in German that you can't hear through the canopy. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he kind of yells at that guy, you know, sitting in the back bubble and uh, that guy starts slowly turning the gun turret around to try and, you know, get a beat on you. Uh, make a uh, initiative roll. Ooh, okay. Ooh, uh, that's an eight. That's an eight. Uh, okay, and that Can I add combat to that at all? Yeah, you get it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, great. Then that bumps it up to a ten. Oh, you lucky bastard! Um, <laughs> uh, it okay, yeah. That okay, fine. That means you go first. <laughs> okay, great. I would like to just kind of like uh, land on the glass of the cockpit and just kind of tap on it and just uh and say nice night and then i want to blast one of their propellers with wind such that there is no wind carrying that wing anymore wow okay i love this um make a power roll okay i'm gonna use a point of determination if that's all right yeah absolutely what, what, what are you activating um <laughs> I, I hate Nazis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems to apply. <laughs> okay, here we go. And uh, can I and I can throw aerial combat onto that as well, Rick? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Twelve, and then great. That's going to be a fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so I roll on the handling of the plane. 
Yeah, that is an eight. He cannot get out of his your way, not not even a little bit. It's like these old clunky, you know, World War II fighters just do not, you know, they don't turn on a dime. And even though he sees that you're doing something, he kind of can't get out of the way. And suddenly that propeller just kind of stops. And the plane starts to drift and fall and then just kind of tumbles through the sky and disappears down towards the ground. And... uh uh, yeah, and it, it just disappears from sight. Um, you can't see if it crashes, but you are you are now down to only one of those two that you saw. Um, Great. Oh, um, you did not roll initiative, did you, uh, um, Leopold? Roll initiative. <laughs> oh, if only if you're attacking. If you're not attacking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I can't gamble with them. Uh, Glider, you spent a point, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an 11. That is an 11. And, uh... Okay. Ooh! That is a marginal success. So, uh, whatever you did, it kind of shakes the plane, but kind of doesn't really affect it that much, and it kind of keeps going forward. Um... And on that, that plane opens fire on you, Leopold. Wait, hold uh, on. Did I attack? I was just rolling initiative. Oh, that was your initiative roll. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a moron. It's okay. Uh, I just got what, confused. What, it, what was it again? It was a... It was 11. It was an 11. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you go ahead of the fighter. Okay. Um, because although Leopold would never admit it, what Glider had done back at the, the, the building where they had the people lined up and like they punched really good, it was really cool. Uh, so inspired by that, Leopold wants to like capture one of the planes in their air control and slam it into another one, hoping for, uh, they love explosions. So, you know, if she could just get one really good explosion, that'd be perfect. Okay, that's a power roll, and yeah, you can certainly is. use aerial combat. Uh, and if you want, I mean, if you want to use quality, certainly like, you know, strangely protective might work because, you know, your friends are out there and these planes are attacking your plane. So that's up to you, though. But that one will definitely apply. I think you're looking at my ULA sheet. Okay, because <laughs> I was having a moment there. Oh, you know what? I did not cross this off of the sheet when I converted it from ULAs to Leopold. <laughs> I have short-tempered and looking for trouble. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm looking for trouble. I am a yeah. lion for trouble. Either of those could work here. Okay. So I copy everything from the main sheets to this because I don't have a readout screen for that. Uh, I was like wondering, I was like, wow, that's the same one Ula's has. Never. <laughs> I set out to make a complete opposite character. I got the cork board out immediately, the red string. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, heck. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 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 Uh, okay, so plane, plane. Oh, you were. Okay, so seven, ten is three. That is a major success. Uh, so it's a stun, not a slam, but uh, I would say it's close enough that you blow that plane 
back, just like this gale force wind picks up and like the propellers like reverse. It's like so hard. And the plane just starts pushing backwards through the air. Those of you who are watching from the other plane, it's the weirdest thing you have ever seen as this plane just like, you know, you've never seen a plane go in reverse, in, you know, and it just starts going and it picks up speed and picks up speed and then suddenly just shoots right back into the plane behind it. And the two of them collide, explode right there in, in, in midair and just plunge to the ground. So oh, there's- God, did you see that glider? I'm I did. Than you. That was very good. <laughs> One plane left. I'll take a shot Not at it. If <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you got to roll initiative to see where you would get in the order. Cool. Uh, uh, twelve. Yeah, that'll put you ahead <laughs> of the plane. So we'll assume that you rolled that before. So what do you want to do? Uh, Sorry, um, I'm wanting to call you Benny, but I know <laughs> I probably shouldn't have chosen another character with an IE at the end of the name. That was not on purpose, but hey, um, I want to like crush it like a tin can. Okay, <laughs> um, that's a power roll. Okay, and um, can I use? I would like to invoke the quality in pursuit of justice on my own terms. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like okay. to me. All right, so. The best kind the of justice. The kind where a Nazi is going to get crushed in a giant yes. airplane. Oh, it's okay. It'll still be fine. <laughs> I rolled a one, 11. All right. You rolled an 11, but the structure of this thing is only a three because it's a World War II fighter. So that is a massive success. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She just reaches out and just goes, I've always wanted to try this. And then <laughs> just gonna try to crush it in the air. <laughs> it's like a soda can. It just like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, those things, soda cans look when they come through out of those recycling machines and they've just been like totally like flattened and pulverized. That just right in front of you. And uh, it just, that, that ball of metal just drops down to the earth. And you hear the pilot, all right, I think we're at the jump site. All the Nazis will cower as their souls we devour. It's the hour of gliders air power. Sorry, Maggie. And also Leopold, I guess, as well. They've had a song written about me before. That's pretty sweet. You hear the pilot guy is like, I like that. Now, you've got five parachutes, but not all of you need parachutes. So um, I guess the jumpers would be um, Kipper and Maggie and uh, Simon. I am going to ask uh, Leopold, I know you have some expertise with air. I have uh, not jumped out of an airplane before. I understand sometimes people uh, jump together. You you are willing to help me? Make you a deal. Since you wrote around in my mind. Yes, I, f I feel we are bonded in this way. Uh, make you a deal. Hmm. What's one of the best crimes you've done? I understand. Uh, Simon will, will walk. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the flyers, you get to the landing site, no problem. Um, the jumpers, I need each of you to roll coordination. 
I mean, I think it's probably safe to say Glider and I are keeping an eye out on them because, like, I don't want them to land and be smushed. Okay. I shall jump because I don't understand the laws of physics. <laughs> I have an eight. You have an eight? Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen? Twelve. 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 Okay. So, Maggie and Simon, you go right towards the site. Kipper, you are slightly off target, um, but we're going to say not off target enough so that uh, Leopold is able to sort of just kind of use the wind to just kind of inch you back. And I won't make you roll for that, Leopold, because... That's been me this entire game. Just slightly (laughs) off target, but not off target enough. (laughs) No. Off target to the exact right amount. <laughs> yeah. Rue! You land right there uh, on the ground and you find yourself uh, in the middle of some woods and uh, you're in a clearing. And, uh, it, you know, that's why it had to be so precise because, yeah, I couldn't get caught in the trees. And uh, the clearing is very quiet. Uh, the night sky is very cloudy. There's not a lot of moonlight. And uh, you hear the sound of some rustling and then around you from from the trees four figures emerge each about ten feet tall these very heavy kind of clanking footsteps and there are these kind of giant robots that are all blazoned with swastikas and SS symbols as they pull out of the woods and raise their hands which clearly are guns at you there's one on each side of you essentially four you are now surrounded by them but you heard them coming so it's not a surprise so everybody roll initiative well 12 11 15 also 12. We roll off. Rick? Uh, I think it's settled by who has the higher coordination. Kipper, after you. Six. <laughs> and okay. I got a 10, so I think I'm last. And you got a 10. So that's Caitlin, Darren. Uh, what, did, what did you get, Omar? I got an 11. You got an 11. So Caitlin, Darren, Sam, Omar, B. And the robots... Go last. <laughs> I'm getting new die. I hate these D6. <laughs> you know, that dice are not supposed to be able to, you know, mathematically speaking, they should not be non-random, but here we are. Your dice are Jewish. They're helping us here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would explain it. Um, so, yeah, these four robots, uh, about 10 feet tall, you know, kind of broad, you know, guns for hands. Um, they are surrounding you, and uh, you go first, Maggie. Ugh, Maggie says no thank you, and I want to take one of the ones in the middle and just slam into one next to it. Okay. <laughs> Try to crush them roll. together so that they, like, mangled mess of metal. Um, I don't that's think a- tinkering's going to help me here. This is not... <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll straight. Okay. Uh, 12? No, 11? 11. I could see Sam dying to make a pun about your rolling straight thing there, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I thought it after I said it. It's fine. 
then I've done my job. You all <laughs> thought it without me saying a word. <laughs> Your face speaks in here now. Yeah. <laughs> Rent free, right. baby. So you, you got what? I'm sorry. Um, 11. I forgot the math immediately. After. <laughs> 11. And the robot uh, tries to take that hit uh, with... So 11... Okay, so the robot has some damage resistance power, uh, but that is still a moderate success. So uh, you do... Um, what's your power level? It's... Eight. Eight. Okay, so you do four damage to the robot... Uh, and it does not go back, you know, hit the other robot. It just kind of takes oh. that hit and, and, and is damaged by it. Just kind of crushed, get crushed just a little bit, but it's still up. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh kind of like it, it, it sort of shows, yes. The, the, One leg is a little like in the wrong direction or something, but. <laughs> yeah, but I'll you didn't it. knock it off off its feet. So uh, that brings up Kipper. I have never seen such a giant contraption before, so I shall zoom up and try to ride on its head. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, make, uh, make a power roll. Okie dokie. Well, actually, you know what? That's just a movement for you in combat. You know, that's not even an attack. So it's like, yeah, you are fast enough. Like, your speed just works that way. So it's like, yeah, the movement's free. You just, you are so fast. You just zip right up and find yourself standing right on top of that robot's head. Zoom. And the robot's kind of... Mission accomplished. I have confused it. Okay. Robot will count as distracted. Robot number two. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say robot number two will lose its attack turn right now, and it and it'll be considered distracted if anybody else uh, wants to attack it. Um, that brings up Simon. Yes. Uh, previously, I was not good at fighting the Nazi because they were on airplane. Now I am not good at fighting the Nazi because they are. Not a Nazi, they are a robot working for the Nazi. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, I am going to attempt to run around and confuse their tracking. Uh, I'm going to uh, maneuver to create a quality. Ah, that's great. Um, that would be, I guess, your... So because I'm sort of doing it by, by movement, uh, I was figuring it'd be coordination. Yeah. Cool. I have nothing in particular to add. <laughs> um, ten. Ten. That'll do it. Um, you actually you create the quality of uh, confused in the robot with two free activates. Cool. So enjoy. Um, by the way, all any of you can use those activates uh, now. It just uh, it's like it's like activating a quality with a point of determination, but you don't have to spend that point. Please uh, do. They're useless to me. And that brings up a glider. Great. I mean, if we're all doing it, <laughs> I would like to fly up to one of the other, one of the non-confused robots. And uh, I would just like to glide up there off of the breeze and then just tie my scarf around its eyes. To create a quality? Yep. All right. Since you're using your power, make a power roll. Okay. Uh, can I add pilot to the? No, not really. Mm. Here we go. That's fine. Nine. Nine. 
All right, you create the quality uh, of confuse. That's what you're trying to do uh, mm -hmm. with one free activate. Great. And, and I want to also give a thumbs up to the unnamed Dickensian child. I shall return it with a plum and a thumb. <laughs> and it is to you, uh, Leopold. Uh, why isn't anybody doing anything? We have robots in front of us. Come on. Um, and I want to pick up one and slam it into the other. <laughs> oh, right. Now we're talking. All right, Leopold, uh, you picking it up? You're using your power like air control? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, again, I'm always kind of floating. And I got to be a little bit more intimidating, so I will, like, rise up a little bit more. It just makes that effect look. Also, the robots are kind of tall, and I can't stand for that, so I have to make sure I'm above them. Okay, uh, make, make it roll on your power. Okay. Seven. Um, plus the quality, nine. Um, Remember, yeah, you, can, you can spend as many points of determination as qualities you have. So if you want, you know, as usual, if you want, you can, you know, now activate, you know. Uh, mm. I like that. So I'm going to use the quality that um, Simon set up, like the confused. Okay. I just use, right? I don't need to use the point of determination yep. for that? Yep, okay. you just use that. I will use my point of determination to activate my quality uh, short-tempered. Okay. Um, just having easy. some issues with how tall they are. It's unacceptable. Yeah, no, that obviously applies here. That's great. Uh, so it's like, uh, yeah, that brings you to... What does that bring you to? Oh, 11. 11, okay. Uh, well, okay. That is a massive success. And you just blast that confused robot and it just falls back, hits the trees and just, you know, goes to pieces. Just, it, it is hit so hard. It just crumbles. Its arm falls off. Its legs just kind of come out. That blast of wind was so hard. It was like getting hit with a hurricane. You know, it's it, it just absolutely devastating. One of those robots down. Uh, it was the one, uh, you said it was the one that uh, Sam activated the quality in? Yeah, Simon, I think Simon had activated the quality in. Was it just the one robot that they got two qualities for? There were two free activates on, but I don't know how many. Yeah. So there are three total on the, on the board over the two robots. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna call that robot three. Uh, so that brings up the robots, and the first robot is going to fire at Glider. Great, Glider. I was hoping for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the robot fires at me? Uh, yeah, the robot starts to fire. Um, do you want to... How, how are you, you going to going to try and dodge or are you trying to what? Yeah, I'll try to dodge. Um, I am standing on top of another robot's head. Like I'm on the shoulders of the other robot because I tied the scarf. Okay, so let's see how this dodge goes. Great. Hold on. If you were on top of one robot and Kipper was on top of the other robot, what robot did I smash? I just heard there were three. Okay. Yep. There's four. There were four robots, and now one is down, so there are three left. Two okay. of them are confused. Uh, well, no, one of the ones that was confused was destroyed. Um, so there's free activates left. And one's a little crunched. Yeah, the one, one has damage taken from it. It's a little crunched. It's a lot okay. Uh, coordination, here we go. Wonderful. I love that. Uh, that is 11. And if that's... Uh, I do... No, I'm not really... I mean, I'm, I'm up high, but I'm not in the air, so I won't add aerial combat. All right, um, 11. So 
it fires at you and it just completely misses. Uh, you know, oh, you draw, yeah, it doesn't hit the robot, doesn't hit anything. It just, you know, just it, it's just totally wide of the mark. Uh, okay. So the second robot that's still on its feet goes after Collider again. I'm sorry. Uh, Collider, Don't be. <laughs> roll another dodge. Oh. Okay, that's going to come out to, I believe, nine. Nine. Yeah, once again, just completely misses the mark. And Robot 3 goes after Kipper. Uh, Kipper, uh, what do you want to do? I'm on top of a robot. Which robot am I on top of? One, two, or three? Uh, we're going to say you're on Robot uh, 2. So, so there is a slight chance that it could also fire on the robot that I am riding. Very slight, Lydia, that chance is. Make a roll on... Uh, what are you trying to do? You want to dodge here? Uh, I'm riding the robot, but I just want to see if it misses me. It might hit a the, the mechanical nightmare that I am currently astride. <laughs> okay. Why don't you roll on your power to dodge since it's a speed power? Sure. Ooh. That's a three on level six. Three on level six. So nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, that he, okay. The robot misses you and a little bit of the fire like goes across uh, the face of the robot that you are standing on and does some damage to that robot. We'll say uh, four damage. So there are three robots left. Two of them have been damaged. Uh, one of them, uh, the one that, uh, I think Darren is standing on, uh, Kipper is standing on, is has a free activate of Confused. Um, so that brings us back to Maggie. Okay, I'm going to try again. I'm going to find whichever one has the free activate of Confused. I want to try. I just want to, like, just pull it apart. Like, I just make nothing. I just want to pull it apart. <laughs> Unusable. Yeah, make a power roll. All right, I'm going to use one of the free activates. And so I will add that to plus two. It's a roll against its strength to hold it together or something. Kipper's yeah. robot and my robot both have free activates. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the crunchy one that doesn't. I think you 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 took out you 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 used one of the free activates when you took your ears out, right? Or yeah, we had two from Simon and one from Glider. Uh, but Simon's two are on the same robot. Oh, that I didn't understand. Oh, got it. Yeah, got okay, it. sorry. Okay. I, I should be clear with that. Yeah, it can can only can only work on, on one at a time. Um, but uh, so what do you get? Fourteen. Oh wow! Uh, I mean, Love no, that reaction. So five <laughs> or more. Yeah, that's a massive success. You just, you know, yeah, just like that. Groaning metal and twisting. Apart. Uh, and we will say that that was not the one uh, that has the free activate and is not the one that anyone is standing on. So we'll just take out robot number four. That leaves two robots who have both been damaged and lost some uh, some of their stamina. Um, and uh, we'll say that the one that uh, Kipper is standing on uh, has one free activate of Confused. Uh, and that brings up uh, Kipper. I would like to talk to the mechanical nightmare that I'm currently astride. What do you say? You're a very bad mechanical nightmare, and I want you to rethink your ways, for you shall be visited by three robot girls. <laughs> ooh, 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 and I pretend to be a door knocker. 
then it's my face. Woo, woo, I'm Jacob Marley, but a robot. Ooh, you make a willpower roll. Perhaps it's confused. For I am, I have never seen such a mechanical nightmare. But it's a nine. Like in German, a no. But it's a nine like a number. Uh, well, okay. It's a nine like a number. Um, and I will say is that uh, the robot is a robot. It has no willpower. But somewhere inside of it, you can hear some German voice shouting back at you. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you don't know what it's saying, but it sounds super irritated. Uh, and the robot starts trying to kind of swipe at you. Uh, and it's kind of whatever it is, it's so pissed, you know, it just kind of can't get at you. Because um, I'm speedy. I go, who? I zig when the robot thought I was going to zag. And then, uh, conversely, I'll zag when it thinks I'm going to zig. Yep. And, yeah, your super speed keeps you way ahead of it. And uh, that brings up... Uh... So is it still confused? Oh, are you, you're trying to create the confused quality again? Yeah. Um, that would create... That's all I got. I'm a fast little thing. I can't really do much to a robot. Except confuse it and hope it ripped its own head off. Uh, well, you can. There are things you could do. You could certainly try and trip it, or you know, like run through its legs, or things like that. But if that's what you were trying to do, yes. uh, you got. Do me a favor. Make uh, make make a roll on your power. Okie dokie. Oh dear. Um, that was a super speed level six, and that is a one. You, uh, okay, yeah, no, you, you, you the, the robot does not get an additional confused on that. It's, it's, it's a little already, uh, whoever's in there is kind of freaking out enough so that they, they don't even notice what you're doing. That is okay. Um, From every failure, we learn. That is what the schoolmaster taught me before he beat me within an inch of my life because I asked for more food. This is something I should, shouldn't do, especially if the schoolmaster was a robot. Which he wasn't. <laughs> Simon, that brings up you. I feel curiosity as a minor action about whether perhaps the schoolmaster was a robot and Kipper simply did not know. Secret robots. They are it more likely true. than you think. I have never seen such a contraption before in my short life as, as an urchin. But this is just my minor action. <laughs> uh... Intelligence inspired by Kipper. Uh, one can at least attempt to impress the force of personality upon them. So upon said confused robot, I will step up and in, uh, at least it is a German word, halt. Roll your power. Simon sagt, halt. <laughs> what, did you what did you do, um, Sam? Um, oh, 17. Well, that's like three massive successes. So what I'm going to say is uh, that German voice uh, that Kipper heard yelling back at him uh, can hear you clearly. And uh, when you say halt, the robots just stop. All of them? All of them? Uh, there are two left, but yeah, both of them stop. You have burst, I guess. For, yeah. For, 
for 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 a fifteen point differential, yeah, both of them. <laughs> that brings up glider. Great. Um, just sort of above game. I'm gonna think like Sam in this one real quick. Uh, I am going to uh, since they've stopped. I'm gonna grab my scarf and I'm gonna fall backwards off of the robot and kind of glide down. And as I'm gliding down, the thing about I. I I'm a fan of things that um, work with nature and, and, and work in harmony with the, the natural forces around us. And sort of this uh, bipedal metallic construct doesn't quite make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why you would kind of go with this when the ground can sometimes be uneven uh, or sometimes there might be a strong wind gust, <laughs> for example. I would like to blast the back of the knee of the robot as I am fluttering down. Okay. Um, make a roll on your uh, power. Um, which is and cool. can I throw aerial combat on that because I'm fluttering through the air? Yeah, sure. We, we've set a precedent that that's how that's going to work tonight. Okay. Uh, that's going to come out to eight. Eight. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, four, eight. Oh, you know what? And this one's uh, confused, right? I've got a free activate on this one as for confusion. If, if you want to use that, yeah. Yeah, and so that'll pop us up to 10, right? Okay. Then if it's a 10, it is a major success. And that just blasts the robot back, and it falls into the trees and just completely collapses. And that will... That will take enough stamina out to finish off that robot. Great. I put my start back on. We're down to the last robot. And it, it, and it is just standing there. And, uh, is it my turn? Yep. Um, I would like to rip its arms off and beat it. <laughs> With rip its arms off and leave. I, I, I'm going to beat it, Kipper. Like, Bye. like. <laughs> Kipper puns. Let us know what you think in chat. Um, so, uh, yeah, just make um, you know, rip its arms off. Uh, Listen, you- I'm not touching it at any point. Please understand, I am a master of the win. I was born for this. And okay, then roll that on your power. Uh, I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> nine, 10, 11, 12. 12. 12. Okay. Yeah. Now that's more than enough. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you say, you use the wind to pull that thing's arms off and then just, yeah, start beating on it. And it's just, yes, this Nazi robot, you stand there watching this Nazi robot essentially get it beaten to death with its own arms. Hopefully there was nobody on the robot. Kipper, did you get off? I can't remember if you got off the robot or you're just like hanging out on top, like playing the drums. I was still on it as you could plainly (laughs) see as you did that. I tried to hit around you, but it, you is, know. it is very hard to hit Kipper by accident. He moves as fast as a jet. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the robots are now finished, and the forest goes silent for a second. But then you hear more footsteps coming, and out of the woods emerges uh, the shadow of a woman. And uh, here she is.
Oh, the suspense is killing me. Invisible woman. Oh my gosh, I didn't expect this. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is a woman as foretold by your shadow. Uh, are you Sarah? She looks around. She looks down at Kipper. Are you the agents of the resistance? Yes, indeed, we are. I've seen Stranger, but not by much. I am Sarah, Estrovian Resistance. Thank you for coming. You're very welcome. And Happy to be here. Very lovely. Thank you. Would you care for a robot part? Uh, I have a hand. Are you all right? Yes, I'm like this all the time. I'm a child. No, I mean... Don't, don't ask the child his name. Please don't do it. What is your name, Jack? No. I am Kipper Sweetledrot, the Dickensian Dasher. The boy with no name. For my name, my actual name, was never revealed to me when I was a child. For my mother, do you want to hear the whole story? Oh, good. For my mother, what, what, what is your Yes. We don't have a lot of time. I think there are more Nazi robots coming. You know, I can hear them with the wind. Oh, goodness gracious. Sarah, please tell us what we need to know. For you are lovely and also smart and, and nice. It's been a long time since I had time to make new friends and hear some unearned praise. We could use that scrap, though, actually, for the resistance. If you could just pile it up sort of over there. Uh, oh, God, no. I've got wind power. I'll just, like, I'll move it all together. <laughs> well, I've been, yeah, I've been Maggie. blown away. I've been blown away with robot pieces. Uh, Dave, get out of the wind. <laughs> what have I told you okay. about this? It's okay, I got it. And all of the scrap will just be in one, one spot. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Maybe you can do it after all. All right. Look, come come this way. Uh, and she starts to lead you down a dry riverbed through the woods. Uh, I, I can take you most of the way. I can show you what we're looking for. And after a certain amount of time, you come around a bend in the forest and you see uh, in the distance, the shape of an imposing medieval castle coming up over the edge of the trees. Um, it's, a, it's a ways off, but it's got a clear classic, I'm gonna say Gothic, but that's not the correct architectural thing, but you know what I mean. Uh, a beautiful medieval castle silhouette arising out of the, the sky. Um, and as we approach it, uh, Sarah starts to explain that this, is, this castle is both more and less than it seems. It was built 1200 years ago uh, by the Tiranan family who ruled our country for many years. The Nazis have moved in there, she spits on the ground when she says it, because they believe it is invulnerable, which is what the Tiranans thought. Although in the late 11th century, the Ostrovian people found a way around that. They dug a secret tunnel, stretching all the way under it. They got inside, they opened the gates, they mobbed, and they drove them out. The Ostrovian people do not take to despots. And I am hoping that what was done once can be done again. Mm. And uh, eventually you stop in front of uh, a large boulder uh, in the dry riverbed uh, with a deep crevice just barely visible behind it. I'm afraid this is as far as I can take you. 
Thank you, Sarah. As Charles Dickens said, no one is useless in this world if they lighten the burden of another. And you have made our trip very, very special. I will never forget you and I will carry your name in my heart. Sarah uh, looks I'll like it's been a long time since she cried, but she's struggling a little bit. Uh, what is my name? Leopold pulls up $20. Um, I'll give you this if you ever, if you could just never remember us, that would be great. A tough promise to make. We'll make it 30. Are you sure you can spend it? Oh, yeah, this is borrowed money. You know how it is. Well, I promise not to speak of what I've seen, but I cannot promise not to hold it in my heart. Ugh. If you could just erase Kipper from your mind, that would be the ideal. But like, 50? If you want me to take your money and spend it on the resistance, I will do that. I don't know if you're bluffing, but, but we need it. Many uh, people have erased me in their minds before. It's not a problem. And he does a little urchin dance. Try to forget that. <laughs> it shall be a struggle, my small friend. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I still hand you the 50s. Do your best, you know? I I pocket it gratefully. Um, the hopes of many go with you. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll Goodbye. never forget you! Sarah! Who is that? <laughs> Are you actually good at this? Kipper. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't do this to me now. <laughs> I don't well, know how that person got in here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, having, I'm going to have a talk with security, honestly, because it, it, we just cannot have this kind of thing happening in the mid-game. Um, you should look for a tunnel that stretches under a castle. Oh! Uh, how they got in. Yeah, I live in a castle. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Dallin, um, and, uh, I see that, uh, our chat, um, who is, uh, honestly the greatest chat in the friggin' universe has brought the total now to three, 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 three point three, three, <laughs> uh, folks. Yeah. You have been so incredibly generous. Um, we are raising money all night for the, uh, Southern poverty law center, who, uh, you know, they are they are on the ground leading the fight uh, against white supremacy. And uh, our country's got a problem with that. And, uh, you know, there's only so much we can do about it. But this is one of those things. And y'all have just been incredible tonight. And uh, we, we so incredibly appreciate everything you have done. Uh, so, yeah. Um, if you want to get into one of our giveaways, it's Command Hellboy to win the Hellboy stuff. It is Command Roll 20 to win the Roll 20 stuff. And uh, on that, yeah, you uh, you head down into the tunnel under Castle Tyrannon. And uh, see, where did my notes pick up? Okay. Really quick, Rick, before we have yeah. what's your next level again? The next level, if we get to 5,000 uh, by the end of the show at 9 p.m. tonight, uh, there is a Roll20 gold subscription, uh, which has like something like $120 value or something like that, we think. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you all the stuff that you get with that. It's just uh, like B, B can tell you, but uh, it, you uh, know. Yes, with the wiki. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
B Wiki Zelda can tell you. Uh, <laughs> Wiki is B's nickname. Yes. That's yeah. That's really my middle name. It's definitely not actually Zelda. That would be silly. Who would have that as a middle name? Uh, with a pro sub- subscription, you get six gig upload storage, no load screen ads, share table features, dynamic lighting, roll twenty reserve reward, custom character sheets, API access, dev server access, all access to character character vault, compendium sharing up to five games, fifteen players, and looking for group highlighted listings yeah it's the cadillac subscription so yeah if we get to five thousand dollars we're going to open up an instantaneous raffle at second uh you know to to give that away can i throw something out for us if we hit four sure what do you got uh for the remainder of this season every week i'll write a chapter from one of Vion's books what do it wow oh my god do it do it do it do it do it do it do yeah, it. if we get to $4,000, yeah, Omar will write chapter by chapter one of Vion's books. Um, Vion's books are mystery novels. Uh, they were, uh, you know, good enough to at least get a movie deal, although I hear that the movie did not really come out particularly well. <laughs> It's a low, I, was, I work in the industry, it's a low bar, but we, <laughs> it's a side rant. It's a side rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the book is great. Are different things, they're different texts. <laughs> Oh my God, I need that so bad. Uh, no, y- y'all have been amazing to us. Uh, that is 4,000. And then if we get to 5,000, uh, the gold subscription to Roll20. Um, thank you so How much. How amazing is Omar as a writer that like he can even throw that offer out? Just like, gosh, you're so, oh, so incredible, dude. Yeah, let's hold that's a lot of writing. Out. <laughs> and, and Omar works a lot, so I don't know how he's going to do this, but you know, but we will make him. Honestly, it's like someone will stand over Omar with a writing crop and make sure <laughs> that gets done for your $4,000. <laughs> So I get it now. (laughs) You make it into the tunnel uh, and uh, you start walking your way down and it is very narrow um, and it is a little dark in there. uh, And um, you can hear the sound of water running somewhere. And uh, as you walk a little bit further, um, you, you see that, uh, there is a part of the tunnel that is sort of half caved in. And you come to it, and there's a very narrow gap that you have to squeeze through. Who wants to go first? Perhaps the smallest of us should go. I swear if you say me, I will throw you through. Would that get me through faster? (laughs) I wasn't going to, but if it helps... Should we roll to see if it does? <laughs> Kipper, yes. are, you going, are you, you going first? I was going to go first, but then my best friend in the world said they would aid me oh. by throwing me through some heavy boulders, in which I would probably be cut to ribbons. Oh, joy. Haru, I add as well. Do you actually you want to try this? Go ahead. Oh, okay. okay. Kipper, make a coordination roll. Okay. If you fail, though, I got your back. I will push you through those rocks. Yay! Ten. Yeah, easily. You just wish right by. Uh, who's going next? I'll go. Go for it, Maggie. Coordination. Cool. Can I help? Is it? Can I aid by pulling through? Or? Uh, fifteen. Uh, fifteen. You're fine. You squeeze through. Um. <laughs> Helping in this game is a little bit weird. Uh, it's like, you know, y- y'all have to do like the same task to help. So it's like, uh, l- let's just see what happens here. For what, now. If, 
Honestly, what if when I was going through, could I kind of feel out the composition of the rocks? Because there's some t- like there's metal in stone. If I could widen it while I move through, make a power roll. Wow, nice. I, I like that. You're you're, you're yes, smart. get scientific with it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, 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 I don't think I have anything I can add to this. Um, oh, it's all right. Um, thirteen. Yeah, for 13, you can feel the, you know, the iron content in the rocks. And uh, uh, so she scoots through, she kind of like widens it behind her, just like, just like a couple of inches just to, you know. Well, no, you're going to make a power roll for that. Oh, Oh, that was, oh, that was not the power roll. Okay, cool. That was the identify the roll. I see. Okay. You have to roll to understand jazz before you can roll. Okay. (laughs) I see, I see, I see. That would be a 12. 12. Okay. Yeah, you are able to push the rocks back. Uh, just, like, can, just need a little bit just to get it, make it easier for my the rest of my party. Yeah, and you know what? That works so well. I'm not even going to make the rest of you roll for that. You just make it on through. Um, and it does not cave in on you, as I was kind of hoping it would. But, um, yeah, you, uh, you make it through. And uh, the rest of the tunnel, it's long. It's very narrow. It's uncomfortable. But it's clear and empty. Clearly, there is nobody on guard down here. Um the, the Ostrovian resistance might be onto something. The Nazis just might not know about this place. And eventually you come to a dead end and it is sort of like a, a rounded cavern or whatever you want to call it, a chamber. And uh, at the top of it, there is, you know, what looks like the underside of some kind of floor. And uh, you can see it's mostly stone, but right in the middle of it, there is a square that is, you know, big enough for a person to fit through. And uh, the square is kind of pressed down on top of the ground. It looks like you're looking at the bottom of, you know, like a trap door or some kind of hatch or something. Should the smallest of us go through? <laughs> I think well, it might be. Uh, well, actually, that's probably the sh- worst. Yeah. Someone's going to make a strength roll or something to get, or, or, or however you want to move this uh, stone. Or, oh, you know, it's, it's high up. Is that right, Rick? Like, so... Yeah, it's probably, uh, well, the cavern's not that big, so it's like, uh, I would assume it's maybe about seven feet up. Oh, that's not too bad. That is um, too high for me. Would you like to climb onto my shoulders? It would give me so much joy. It would be like ascending to the heavens. Uh, my life will be complete, and I could die a happy urchin should we accomplish this mission. That is the that, great. If I can be any part of that journey, please. <laughs> Love Kipper Speedle Crash. <laughs> um, so what yeah, uh, I guess who's who's trying to remove this thing and how? Well, you're. you're I'm just with it. Yeah, so I'll I'll take oh, a knee so you can climb I, onto I, my I, shoulders. Okay, so Kipper, make a strength roll. That is a ten. A 10. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's not really easy for you, but you are able to kind of push it. And it's like, you know, it looks like it's made of stone, but it's actually not that thick. And so you are able to kind of slide it back. And then uh, it is open. Um, do you poke your head up? Is it light or dark? 
there is flickering light above you. And if you look straight up from under the hole, you see kind of a stone kind of arched. Maybe it looks like a hall or something like that. You know, it's like a, you're looking straight up like an arch ceiling. I shall poke my head up. Okay. You poke your head up and you look around. Uh, make an uh, intellect roll. That is a five. You look around and what you see is a long empty hallway and uh, it goes stretches in either direction further than you can see. And uh, the floor is tile, uh, and it looks like you just pushed up one of those tiles. You know, it's kind of like black and white, like a chessboard, and you just pushed one of the squares up and moved it to the side. And uh, it looks like this play, this hall was probably once very nice. Um, it's got, you know, like it's spaces on the walls where, you know, there are, looks like, uh, you know, old pictures, you know, and kind of tapestries and stuff like that. Uh, but you don't see any people. Uh, and, and the light's coming from candles that are just sort of set up up and down the hallway. I shall relay this information to my compatriots below me. And I should also suggest that I use the power of my speed, the zoom power I've just called it, for I know uh, no other name, to uh, look ahead and search. Sure. Uh, you that, told that all right, does everyone agree? For I would not want to make a decision by myself when I finally have friends other than the other orphans who would beat me and hurt me. Yeah, if this gets you farther away from us, I think it's a wonderful plan, Kipper. That's what the other orphans said. Oh. <laughs> wow, it's like you're a cyclic. Man, even Dickens would get depressed by this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the poor orphans are dicking him around. <laughs> wow, uh, Sam puns. Hey! Register your opinion in the chat. Um, I would like to, uh, as we're saying yes to this, I would like to hand up my glider and just uh, say to Kipper, if you if you run into any problems, throw the glider and it, I'll have it drift back to me and then we'll know. Will do, friend. But do not worry, for Kipper Sweetletrot, the boy with no name, now has friends and he will accomplish this mission in a flash. So Not Kipper's going to scout. <laughs> Sorry, Kipper's going to scout. The rest of you are staying down in the hall for now, or are you coming up? What's going on? Uh, I was going to, I was hoping to take a quick beat uh, while we were watching Kipper like scramble onto uh, Glider's shoulders and all that. Uh, probably just uh, lean over to Maggie and say, so, uh, do all the Americans know each other who have uh, gifts? Yeah, see, this was the people who smushed the airplanes. Uh, so, no, this was new to me, too. Um, I was, you know, I kind of thought that, like, you know, you can't, I can't be the only one. That would be silly, because, you know, probability. There's lots of people on the whole freaking planet. But um, this is the first time I've met other people who can do like cool stuff so no because from my experience nah sorry but now i know more people so that's cool it is not a family you do not have other people who smush the airplanes no not that i know of i don't know anybody else who can you know yeah just me 
Well, well, where are you? I have, I have a brother who moved to the States. Oh, no way. Oh, where? Uh, um, it is, um, the, the red port, red port oh, ruby. That's where I grew Wait. up. Hey, no way. Is it uh, far from where you are? No, I mean, I grew up in Port Ruby. Probably, I think I'd never picked the exact location of where I live, but we'll say on the north end of Port Ruby. <laughs> I also did not pick such a location after a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big city, but I mean, that's pretty close. If uh, you ever meet uh, Caleb Tripp, please send my best. I will. I'll make sure he doesn't get into trouble. He was the good one. <laughs> well, I hope I run into him sometime. I hope uh, we all run into each other. This is not so bad, knowing other people who are... Uh... Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> it's been fun, but also, you know, like the whole uh, knowing you're not alone thing? Turned out pretty good. Not too bad. Not a bad feeling. Yes. Kipper, make your speed roll. Okay, that's eight. <laughs> uh, against my power, level six, and yep. I have a five. I rolled a five. Okay, uh, so, yeah, you speed of a jet up and down the hallway, no problem. I don't and, know what a jet is. Uh, yeah, yes, that is probably true, actually. <laughs> uh, speed <laughs> of a really fast horse on top of a cheetah. <laughs> An incredibly fast horse on top of a cheetah, or well, incredibly fast horse on top of an incredibly fast cheetah, um, and uh, yeah, no problem getting up and down the halls, and you don't see anyone anywhere. But mm. you see all the way to one end of the hallway, there's a staircase that goes up, and all the way to the other end of the stair hallway, there is this wide open area that looks like it might have once been some kind of a ballroom or something like that, big fancy kind of room, you know, and. Uh, in the middle of it, there is uh, what looks like a kind of like an antenna or something like that, you know, kind of a long post uh, with like, uh, you know, like a ball on top and some kind of gear on it or something like that. Oh, like a Christmas tree. I shall examine it. Uh, make an intellect. This is a bad idea. Da -da an eight. Eight. Uh, you can clearly tell that this thing looks wildly out of place. You know, it does not time period wise fit into the medieval era, obviously. You mean uh, like me? Ho, like, ho. Yeah, you are also a little out of place. And um, this thing, you know, to you and, you know, your kind of limited knowledge of modern technology looks kind of weird and advanced. You know, this is more than just like a plane engine or something like that. You've seen mechanical stuff, but you've never quite seen anything like this. But you don't know what it is. Is it heavy? It is fastened to the floor, and uh, if you try and move it, it, you know, doesn't really budge at all. Are there any buttons to press? No. 
I, I will speed back and relay this information to my best friends in the entire world, also my only friends in the entire world, and also to Leopold. You are credited with that information, and uh, holy God, Omar, I hope you're in the mood to do some writing, uh, because we just broke 4,000. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to the amazing people in chat. I cannot believe this. Um, I, 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 more than, this is, we were over twice what our original goal was, and the original goal was kind of, you know, insane to begin with. You know, the, the heart that y'all showing here tonight, I just... Uh, you know, yeah, I, I think Sam's face kind of says it all right now. And uh, yeah, so you you are all credit. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, so yeah, the last goal. If if, if somehow we get another thousand dollars in the next uh, thirty three minutes, um, if somehow by some miracle we will get that gold uh, 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 subscription for roll twenty. But you know, oh my God, I cannot believe what y'all have done. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, you are credited with that information, and uh, you climb out of the hole? Uh, yeah, I'll hold out my uh, sort of, you know, my hand as you do to kind of boost everybody up. Oh, uh, so whoever fun. wants to. <laughs> I'll help them kind of get them up, too. <clears throat> yeah, and you all get out, and as you get out of the hole, uh, the first thing you notice, um, uh, you look up, and there is a big portrait on the wall over you, uh, and a little plaque on it uh, identifies it as a picture of the Tyrannin family, uh, painted in 1077. And uh, as you look it over, uh, you see there is a king uh, and a queen, and uh, to one side of them there are three young princes, and to the other side of them there are three princesses. Uh, the, the princes and princesses, all children. And uh, the painting is highly faded, you can't quite make out, you know, a lot of specific stuff. It looks like the parents might be blonde. The father has a heavy beard. Um, the the children, uh, they are, some have brown hair, some have blonde hair, some have red hair. Uh, they are all kind of, you know, different looking. But the painting is so incredibly old that it, it is hard to really get a read on, you know, what any of these faces are like. But that's all there is to it. And... Uh, and uh, you follow your way down to this antenna now? What, what is your next move? Well, child, where are we going? Well, there is a stairway going up this way, and there is a weird-looking machine on the other way. Which would you like to examine? I mean, I love a weird-looking machine. Thoughts, team? I'm into that. Oh, I mean, that's sure, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. I shall lead them down to the weird-looking machine that I now call Sarah, after the one we have forgotten. Aww. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you Kipper takes you down to uh, Sarah the Antenna, uh, not to be confused with Sarah the Astrovian of Distant Agents, and um, different people. One is a person. One is an antenna. It's very obvious. Why wouldn't you know that? I'm just going to keep asking things until you interrupt me. That's okay. what urchins do. So as you are standing there looking at the antenna, the five of you hear this kind of high-pitched, like, buzzing coming from it. Uh, and the buzzing gets louder, and it gets louder, and suddenly the five of you start to feel very tired and very drained. And then a voice comes from behind you. 
Welcome. And out of a corner, a very shadowy corner, steps Colonel Von Hyden. Tim Roth. He, he and, was Hyden? Yeah, yes, he was Von Hyden. Wow. Sometimes he, just lay him out there for us, sir. My God, that's as bad as when I accidentally made the guy whose name Mickey Bomberg's plan is to have a big bomb. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally already, you didn't know? realize that when I did it. Um, so, yeah, Colonel Von Hyden steps out. Welcome to Castle Tyrannin. You must be the agents of end that I knew they would dispatch. What are your names? Wouldn't you like to know? Glider Montgomery. Well, okay. <laughs> and I put out my hand. <laughs> oh, Glider, come on. I will shake your hand. And he shakes your hand. Uh, I would like to punch him. <laughs> yeah, make a well, uh, punch. I tell you what, make um roll initiative. Okay, yeah. Okay. What do you get? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Throw a punch. Okay. All right, here we go. That is going to be fifteen. You try to throw a punch, and he zips to the side at the speed of Kipper. The wall? And then he says, you see, we've been trying to build our own super soldiers with powers like yours, but our science has failed us. We cannot create them from scratch. But we did figure out that powers, like all power, can be taken from the weak. So therefore, I allowed the allied powers to know about our ultimate weapon because I knew they would send their own superpowered agents. You see, you are our ultimate weapon, or at least your powers are. And now those powers are mine. Um, not if we have a laser from space. Everybody better leave and leave me with a space laser for I am going to destroy this man. Oh, I'm mad. I may be debilitated and no longer fast, but if someone hands me a laser from space and the rest of you make your escape, I shall rain a terrible vengeance against this entire castle. Oh, you watch. You watch if I don't. Oh, oh, you don't look down. You should watch. If I, I'm going to rain vengeance, you better get an umbrella. It won't do any good because vengeance is going to rain. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and while you're talking at him, it's like, uh, you know, SS soldiers start storming in from all the sides and surrounding you. There's nothing you can do. Did you really think that the strong would just stand by and let you take our birthright? <sighs> yes. And with that, he kind of raises his fist and a wind starts to gather. Everybody roll initiative. I have a really important question. Yeah. Is he taller than me? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, thank you. I don't know how tall Tim Roth is, but I guess somewhere, you know, just under six feet or something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. So. World's most cursory Google says five seven. 
Five seven. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. He's kind of when he's hanging out the actors gang. He's that's five seven kind of a uh, place to hang out. He's got hey, five seven it? vibes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did everybody get? Twelve. 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 Also twelve. Yo. Seven. Eleven. <laughs> it's like twelve, but less so. <laughs> it's like almost twelve. Wow. Um, and you're okay, so your coordination, I'm just gonna go in order of your coordination. So uh Simon, you got a seven, uh Maggie, you got a nine, uh Glider, you got a six, uh Leopold, you got a seven, which is settle that tie with the will with awareness. It's three, it's gonna say Leopold goes up here, uh and uh that leaves Kipper. What do you Kipper has a six. Okay, so we're gonna go Maggie, um, Leopold, uh, Simon, Kipper, and Glider. But first, Colonel Von Hyden gets to attack, and he is going to go after Maggie. Ooh. Colonel Von Hyden is going to use um, the air control powers of mm, who's got the higher. If you air want control? them to be good, it's Leopold. <laughs> okay, we'll use Leopold's air control power, which is a three. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, is, this is just facts, honestly. <laughs> I'm looking at a character sheet. That's true. <laughs> All right, Maggie, and he's going to spend a point of determination, which you get, and uh, your determination is full right now. So, no. Well, now it is. I I'll, spent I'll one earlier, that. so now it's full. Oh, you spent one earlier. Okay, right. Yeah. So now it's full again. Uh, and he uses, he activates his quality, I'm a mean son of a bitch, and <laughs> um, that gives him uh, an eight. What did you get? Okay, so can I roll coordination to dodge? Uh, if that's what you can roll coordination to dodge, like you can roll strength to, if you want to try and tough I it out. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> 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 I am not many Um That is a 13. A 13? Okay. Um, Maggie's he, a fast motherfucker. He is <laughs> not good with his powers he has stolen yet, and he lets off a blast of air, but you easily get out of the way, and it's so it's kind of it's such a narrow column of air that it, it does not do anything. And that brings up you, Maggie. Your turn to attack. Do our powers? Can I still feel like the metal in the room? Do my do I still have my own powers, or did he take them from us? No, in fact, you do have your own powers. Okay, cool. What is he wearing? Uh, he's just in full SS Colonel uniform, so he's got like you know, you know, the hat with the little thing on it, and you know, the the badge and the this kind of medals along his chest and things like oh. that. He's got a sidearm uh, and. Oh, so many would, metal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like to take all of the metal that he is wearing to take him and throw him into the nearest wall. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, mixed power slam. And if I can, like, Nick, he's, I mean, they're pins. I would love to, like, get a little bit of stabby action in there, too, but the throwing of against the wall is the number one yeah. priority. Yeah, one thing. Okay. Um... He just gave me one back. I'm going to spend a determination to say in pursuit of justice on my own terms. Yeah. Or people, those around me underestimate me. Also very fun. And I think my work here. Um, and I will do. That's a 15. 15. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
you he that he tries to resist that using your own metal powers, but you are so much better with them. You just completely overwhelm his ability to use it, and he goes flying against the wall. Uh, for I mean, what is you know what is a massive success? So that takes your full damage off of him. So that brings him down. Oops. Sorry, lost my headphones there. Uh, <laughs> where is the colonel sheet? It is, where did I, oh, it's right in front of me on the board. Okay, so that brings him down to... Oh, wow. Okay. So the colonel is hits the wall, and you can tell it has really stunned him. Um, meanwhile, uh, don't forget, there are a whole bunch of SS officers surrounding you all, and it is... Uh, now it is Leopold's turn. She is going to fly up higher than him and kind of extend her hands so there are two gusts of, like, balls of wind, very much Avatar style. <clears throat> you show up here and you think that you're better at my power and you dare to look down upon me? Not gonna handle that. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna blast them. Yeah, we'll uh, make your power roll. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not good. Colonel Von Heiden not rolling very well today. I didn't roll that well as either. I got a seven. Uh, okay, so... It's not good. Yeah, you, you know, it's like... He, you don't... It doesn't backfire on you or anything, but it kind of doesn't really do much to him either, uh, and uh, there, there's really no effect there. Um, and that Two brings, wins hitting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of counters with your own powers, and I don't know, maybe you're, you're, you're so angry, it just kind of doesn't, the concentration doesn't come. Two angry small sounds. Simon, it is to you. Simon moves up toward the SS goons. Simon says, destroy the antenna. Oh, wow. Uh, make a power roll. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm glad this character's not in a regular game. That's just crazy power. <laughs> I would... Oh, this this power is too heavy to play in a normal game, my friend. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, the SS guys just, you know, they pick up their rifles and just, like, shoot at the antenna, like, right off the floor. And then, it, you know, it, it, it comes off of its moorings, and but that it doesn't stop them. They're just so under your power, they start smashing it with the butts of their guns, breaking it, and it's just coming apart on them. And they are now, I mean, they are, that was, that was so above their willpower that uh, I, I will say that, that basically took all of them kind of out of the fight for a second. They are so obsessed with just destroying this antenna. Um, and that brings it to uh... Kipper. I'm going to use my speed power to dash to the colonel and, and speak to him and say, this is quite a bleak house. And now I shall try to Oliver Twist your head off using the power of speed. So you're trying to get him to kill himself from all your bad puns, or you're actually a tap? No, <laughs> whatever works. I'm an orphan. Okay, uh, make a speed roll. Okay. Um, I'm level six super speed, and that I got a six as well. Oh wow. Okay, so twelve versus six. 
Okay, yeah, you kind of zip up just like right up on the wall and just grab his head and kind of, you know, deliver this twist. Now, you know, you've got little boy arms, so it's like you don't have that much strength. Oh, but, but I do have the chain I forged in life <laughs> with my head. Oh, wow. It's a very um, small little chain. It's not a big chain for everything. You know, I probably shouldn't let you use that because it's two separate things, but it's so friggin' cool. Like, yeah, you just wrap that chain around his neck and pull. Yeah, uh, why not? So let's see, the chain is metal, so we'll use that for the damage. So that is a damage of five. I finally got the reference, and it's just really good, Darren. It's, <laughs> it's really good. You just got the reference? Aren't you the writer here? Wait, okay. <laughs> That's right. I was just okay. like, this is, yeah, now I got it. Von Hyden looks absolutely ragged now. It's like he's kind of, you know, he's convulsing a little bit, trying to hold his neck steady as like it's just, you know, this chain that has been pulled around his neck has just totally like crushed his windpipe. He kind of can't breathe and he's kind of struggling. And, and uh, you know, you, you see him kind of trying to command the wind a little bit to defend himself, but nothing's really happening. Uh, and uh, Glider, it is on you. Great. I would like to... Uh... Hmm. He's like not looking great. <laughs> no, he's kind of on his last legs. <laughs> okay. I would like to walk up and uh, just for flavor text, chuck my scarf in his face and then just punch right through the scarf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, make a coordination roll for throwing the scarf in his face. Okay. Hello. Let me roll, re-roll that. Cause that kind of was weird. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, yeah, the scarf goes right over him, and he cannot really move that much right now, so his resistance is low. Make your punch roll. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 13. Yeah, you throw that scarf on his face, and you pull back Captain America style and just, boom, right through the scarf, and you can hear his head crack against the wall behind him, and he just slides down the wall and lands, and that scarf is still over his face but he has completely stopped moving and the ss soldiers are still in the corner just beating on that uh that antenna with their rifles oh and good they should switch targets very soon <laughs> <laughs> that brings it back around to um who went first? Uh, where's my thing? Uh, Maggie? Uh, Maggie, you went first. Yeah, me. Okay, so all of how many how many soldiers were there outside of the general? Oh, I don't know if I gave a number to account, but let's or say Colonel. there were like yeah, let's say there were like eight. And they're all on. What else is in this room? So there's this like the antenna that they're all. Going at and, and then in the middle of the room, and uh, you know the whole the, the sides of the room are stone, and there is the, kind of the floor, uh, and eh, that's about basically what's in here. Could I candlesticks? Just, I would like to bend the antenna down into some sort of like down over them and into some sort of containment for all of the. Yeah. These soldiers. <laughs> Make a power roll. All right. <laughs> You're also holding a space laser. I do also have a space laser. Can I can I can I hold it out while I'm doing this? Can I hold it out to Kipper <laughs> who really yeah. wanted to press the button? Kipper, you've got the space laser button. Okay, wow. that is 12 to 12. 
bend this thing around all these people who are currently also trying to kick it. <laughs> yeah, because they are under mind control power, they just can't resist it all. And you easily are able to take that metal and reform it and kind of like, you know, turn it into a little like containment band. Or wrap just, around them. I don't know how much metal yeah, they're Yeah, they're all like, yes, like now tied together or something nice. with this metal. Um, and uh, okay, because we are getting out of time here, um, I'm going to say y'all... You fight your way out of the castles. Uh, there are, you know, all kinds of SSs here, but y'all, I mean, Kipper's running up and down hallways, knocking people on their ass. Simon is handing out commands, and you're just watching SS guys jump out windows and bashing their own heads in. Uh, May I? There's a really cool scene um, where, uh, uh, what is your name? Glider <clears throat> is, like, asking the wind to, like, help him out. And, like, Leopold, with the most dramatic of sighs, finally finally goes to help him out and like their combined wind powers is just like I what I want to like decimate whatever like Simon and Maggie and uh, Kipper can't do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I kind of love this image. It's like, let's say you guys make it to the front of the castle and there's just this, you know, like almost a troop of, of SS waiting for you. And and Glider and, and Leopold use their wind powers and blow all of those soldiers kind of, you know, away from each other. And they're trying to fight the wind and, and, and the, the, the soldiers are kind of coming together like as, as they're trying to push away. And as they're all together in one gigantic target, would anybody like to fire top secret Jewish space laser right about now. But wait, before we do that, who's that in the distance coming toward us? It looks like Adolf Hitler. Oh, no, wait, 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 no, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. I've never seen yeah. him before. That's why I didn't know who yeah. it was. Just another oh, soldier. Just a guy. I'll round him up. Just, just a soldier with a Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yeah, yeah I'll round is him it, up. Who's it, Charlie Chaplin? I'd like to tell him how unfunny he is. I've seen his films. Oh, eating a shoe. That was very clever. We eat shoes all the time at the orphanage. That's all they give us. We eat them and then we have to vomit them up and then they beat us with them. That's my life as an orphan. Ha ha ha, Charlie Chaplin. Space laser the whole castle. This uh, Yeah, and as you hit that button, just this huge beam descends from space. It cuts like kind of right through all the Nazi vehicles. Vehicles, like maybe even right in through part of the castle and then just lands right on top of that big bunch of soldiers as you watch them all just burn and evaporate into the air as if they were, you know, trees in a forest fire or something. Did, did and, that happen to Charlie Chaplin? Save uh, him for last. I do I, think that is how Chaplin died, yes. Good. I, I want to watch him go last. I would like to, as Kipper's watching this, I'd like to turn to Kipper and say, you know, uh, when you have a chance, come over to the States and uh, I'll take you to a showing of safety last. I feel like you'd really like that one. That would be wonderful. I would have such great expectations about going there with you. Wow. It just never stops. Um, and it's like, yeah, as, as, those, as all of those troops just burn and disintegrate right in front of you and you all kind of, you know... You know, start congratulating each other as the as, as things calm down. Uh, uh, yeah, the Ostrovian resistance rushes in to secure the scene, and you are returned overseas where uh, no one can ever know about your mission. Um, but uh, it is considered a great success. You 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 cut off the entire Nazi uh, let's call it the living weapon program, and uh, had that succeeded, it would have totally changed the war, but not anymore. And on that. We're gonna call Wait. this, yeah. Can I bring Can I bring Kipper to the U.S. with me? Because I think this child would be great for cons. 
Well, that's up to Kipper. Kipper? Also, didn't we unlock Kipper. something? Where, where yep, well, oh, we're going to get there. All right. What, what? Hello, best friend in the world. Just don't don't call me that. If anything, call me like uh, uh, your parental figure. I think we can get more money that way, you know? Very well, parental figure. And even though I am Kipper Sweetotron, the Dickensian and Dasha, the boy with no name, I have decided to give myself a name, for that is what we do when we become a man. And my name will be... Leopold. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, and as as Leopold throws back in frustration, we cut to black. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to the five of you. Um I I and, and oh my god, the people in chat is $4,179.44. Uh, more, you guys annihilated the goals. Blue, <laughs> I mean, like you know, you 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 destroyed those goals like they got blasted with a top secret Jewish space laser. Um, so before we get to our coup de gras, um, let's go around the table real fast and tell the good folks where they can find you. Uh, let's. Why don't we start with uh, B Zelda? All right, what's up? I uh, I've been your Leopold August, your angry, short, wind-powered individual. Normally, I am B Zelda, where you can find me on Twitter is at b underscore Zelda. Add an extra underscore if you want to follow me on Instagram. I'm a podcaster. You can find me on the Broadswords. Plus, I guest on a thousand other podcasts, and I'm a streamer where I can often be found on either Indie Showcase for Roll Twenty on the Cobalt Channel or right here on Sundays where I normally play a heckin' lovable robot. I promise I'm not actually mean. I promise, but uh, Haru! (laughs) (laughs) Omar Najam. Hello everyone, I am Omar Najam. You can find me on Twitter at Omar Najam uh, and I'm gonna start writing up uh, some stuff. So thank you so much, everyone, for raising this. This is just amazing. Like, uh, just like Rick, I've got, I've got no words. So thank you all so very much. This is just incredible. Um, and I will also add a very heartfelt Haru. Ah, that's our catchphrase for the night. <laughs> uh, oh my God! It looks like they just capped it off to forty-two hundred dollars. Um, I, I just, I, I cannot, y'all, y'all, you're, you're melted all of our hearts tonight. Um, and. All of that money is going to the Southern Poverty Law Center, who hopefully will then use it to go melt some Nazis. Uh, and um, yeah, there, there couldn't be a better cause right now. Um, Caitlin Bruder. Hello. Tonight I was Maggie Doyle, but normally I'm Caitlin Bruder. Um, you can find me here on Sundays uh, during this normal time slot, usually just a little bit shorter, or on Wednesdays on twitch.tv slash rule of lore, where we do our sci-fi spacefaring superpowered homebrew universe uh, campaign infinite horizon which is also extremely fun and very super powered so if you like this that's also something you can check out um and that's uh you can check find me on twitter at kkamabr find out if i'm doing anything else that i've forgotten about but otherwise i think that's it haru thank you all very much and uh of course last but never least sam delev when i am not being a Simon, I am the certainly equally charming Dr. Caden D'Alto, noted human, uh, here on Power Play. And you can find me as a role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitchernet. My schedule of appearances in the internet void can be found on my personal page, twitch.tv slash D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. 
The SPLC has been doing this work for almost 50 years. It has been provided a baseline understanding of where we are with white supremacy and racially motivated hate groups in this country. They've been doing this work for a very long time. They've been doing advocacy for a long time because this is a marathon and not a sprint. This is not something that is new. This is something that has been with us and that we continue to fight. And thank you for fighting fascists with us. Uh, and our very special guest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut off your Daru. Our very special guest, Mr. Darren DePaul. Oh, hi. I, I'm Darren. Thank you. I haven't done this in so long. It's it's so good to be with these performers and this this talented evening. And thank everyone uh, for donating. This has been really, really special. Uh, it reminds me of our days back at, at Geek and Sundry and, and the joy that everybody has in just playing and imagining and living in that world of yes. So please continue to do that. And hopefully we will get through these crazy, crazy times and be able to see each other and, and celebrate because nights like this make it very, very special. And, you know, I, I've been standing for the four hours between, in where I record stuff during the day. This is where I do voiceovers and everything. And I, I couldn't have done it any other way. It, the energy and the love that I have felt. Uh, Rick told a great story. Everybody added, I just had a blast. And, uh, I, you know, th they know what I do. I do a lot of stuff. There's a podcast I was just on that I really liked. Uh, it's called um, We Got This with my friends Mark Agliardi and Hal Lublin from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. And they settle useless debates. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I did Best Muffin. This time we did Best Disney Villain Sidekick. And we had a blast talking about that. So that's out there. A lot of animation coming out very soon and games and commercials and uh, stuff. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to thank everybody in chat and, and, and thank you guys here on a personal note for making me feel so welcome and for playing. Uh, it's just utter, utter joy. And watching you last week, I was so excited to jump in and how everybody just went, let's just see what happens. Because oh. this, this, this kind of nuts. <laughs> and I was like that they went, oh, well, yeah, sure. He's playing a child. That'll be fine. Well, yeah. I was like, well, what What would I play that's so different from like Reinhardt or, or you know, Jameson or, or the, the guy from Apex Legends, the evil robot? <laughs> you know, it's like, let's, let's, let's play a child. So, that's my oh, way yeah. of saying thank you in a very long way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and, you. and thank you to Amy Dolan. Yeah. Woo, Amy, Amy, wherever you are, over there. Um, yeah, Darren, thank you so much. Honestly, this was all of our honor to have you, um, you know, and what you brought tonight, uh, Kip, Kipper Sweetletrot will have reverberations in this universe. I promise. <laughs> oh, I'm um, so sorry. Oh yeah. No, don't be sorry. Uh, yeah. Catch Darren everywhere. And you know, minor independent video games like Overwatch and Spider-Man and things like that. Um, and, <laughs> little uh, stuff. Little yeah. Stuff. Little, yeah, you, you go look up Overwatch. You probably have not heard of it. It's it's a very small little indie operation they're running over there. But um, it is they're very good over there. But they <laughs> deliver the joy, and they say Hermodone. It's very different from me. I know, my friend. <laughs> Why are you both talking? You're like friends of Spider-Man, I would imagine, aren't you? Ah, of course we are. We are. We like him. Get out of here. Man, if I can do that, I would just sit in my room talking to myself all day. <laughs> I have great news about voiceover. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank That's you so I much, everyone. 
Yeah, Darren, you're the best. All of you ah. killed it tonight in the chat. I just I, I cannot say thank you enough for everything you have done for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter at rbud913, uh, or you can follow the show at PowerPlay RPG. Uh, we'll be back next week um, with this, with episode four. This is technically just episode three of this season. Uh, uh, we'll be back right back on it. And um, yeah, that's it. You check out our podcast. We got some t-shirts and stuff like that that are out there now if you're interested. But uh, otherwise, now we have two after credit lore drops. So first, the planned one. Um, this one takes place in Port Ruby in uh, November 11th, 2020. So our own present day. Uh Right around the time that Cadrax, Vion, Benny, and Ulez and Tulez are meeting Steve, uh, um, uh, all the way up in Riften, outside of the Riften Community Bank, shots ring out and an alarm sounds, and suddenly five men in trench coats and ski masks come running out of the bank. They turn a corner and go down some alleys, and when they're far enough from the street, they kind of stop and gather in a circle. And the one of them holding the bag of loot, he pulls off his mask, revealing the face of Harmon Keeler. And then the others pull off their mask, all revealing the exact same face. And there's a little flash of light, and suddenly the four of them combine back into the one Harmon Killer. And he smirks and he laughs and starts digging through his loot. And he nods, approving at what he finds. And he doesn't even notice that the air around him is starting to crackle with a weird electricity. And suddenly, bam, the electricity just strikes and these two hooded figures in these green robes appear to either side of him. And he drops the money and kind of tries to struggle, but it doesn't matter. It's too fast. They grab him and the air crackles again. And in a flash, the three of them just disappear. And we cut back to Germany in 1945, April 30th, 1945, to be exact. Adolf Hitler is cowering in his bunker, screaming at his underlings, like in that meme video that we've seen a million times, yelling about their failures and, and what this means for Germany and, and, and the entire Nazi regime, when suddenly there is a knock at the door. And they all kind of look around confused and Hitler walks to the door and opens it and standing on the other side of the door is Simon Fripjicki. Uh, so to borrow a phrase from the best among us, um, how would you like to do this? <laughs> you know, my friend Omar reminded me the important thing about punching Nazis. You have to go through you have to go through the nose, into the face. Just continue the momentum. And frankly, is this, is, is a punch to Hitler's face a punch or is it a charge and a slam? You decide his bone structure never had time to make the decision. Yeah, and Simon, even though history is going to record this as Hitler committing suicide in his bunker on this date, that punch, that slam goes right through his head. And I think on the image of Hitler's exploding head, uh, we will cut to black and say thank you for playing with us. And thank you for everything you donated tonight. Good night, everyone. Before we go, we need to do some giveaways, though. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my God. Okay. We're not done. Um, wow. And I was so smooth there. Yeah. There's more. Stay folks. Um, so the giveaways, Jake, give me the names. Just sent them. Okay. And the winners of everything are, wow. I'm real sorry. Uh, that's yeah. I, I'm doing 90,000 things over here. So, the Hellboy giveaway. Oh, wow. Hellboy, the first Hellboy package goes to our friend Meaning of Night. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Meaning of Night did uh, all the, the carrier penguins uh, for uh, Tempting Faint. Um, uh, thank you, Meaning of Night. And uh, the second Hellboy package goes to Wrath of Wraith. Wrath of Wrathy? Wrath of Wrathy, I think that is. Uh Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Wrath of Wrathy, but you win uh, uh, the other Hellboy giveaway pack. Both of those contain um, the the Hellboy Omnibus and the BPRD uh, volume uh, from the World War II and uh, the playing cards. Uh, And thank you so much to all our friends at Dark Horse for that. Um, And uh, the uh, the Burn Bright giveaway. Um, So, yeah, the Burn Bright giveaway, uh, we got three of those. And the first Burn Bright... um, uh, what, what are we calling those uh, packages? Uh, I don't even have them written down anymore. Bundle. Bundles, thank you. The Burn Bright Bundles. Um, the first one goes to Feathers Flight. Uh, congratulations, Feathers Flight. And the second one goes to Geek Outs. Congratulations, Geek Outs. And the, uh, the last one goes to Smokebeard. Uh, an- another old face from our chat. Um, uh, wow, it's congratulations, Smokebeard, Geek Outs, Feathers Flight, Ra- Wrath of Raffi. And meaning of night uh, on winning all those prizes, um, you got to be here to accept and uh, get your information to Jake. And uh, yeah, and uh, wow, thank you so much to all of our sponsors. I'm sorry, I almost forgot that. I got like 90 things that I do <laughs> one all night, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, that is it. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you to my cast. Thank you uh, to uh, our special guest. And thank you to everyone in chat. We love you. You did something incredible tonight. Go get Hey everyone, this is Omar. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.